Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, and they are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Puke. And Mark. Puke, after a very extended absence from the program, welcome back to Free Talk Live. Yeah, I'd say so. It's probably been nearly a year. Probably been about a year, and you've been busy with uh, Puke and the gang for the last year or so, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we... uh... We had a schism and broke off, and now we're doing our own thing. Oh, I hope you've learned from your uh, suspension what you needed to learn. No, no, never. Okay. Not really. <laughs> uh, if anything, we've become more foul and retarded. And uh, that's the whole point of the show, though, because the, uh, the libertarian community, the liberty radio community, I think, could use a little bit more irreverence, uh, a little bit more humor. And yep. that's definitely what the show Puke and the Gang is all about. And we've been doing it for about a year now. And the gang has changed a little bit uh, over the, the last year. I think you actually added uh, Julia recently uh, to yeah. the program as uh, a regular uh, gang member. Yeah, she is. We've, uh, we, we started out with myself, Andrew, and Luther, and uh, then we've just had people on coming on uh, as guests. We've had Ian, you on. We've had other people just around that we know and that uh, are willing to come in and just talk about stuff and whatnot. And then uh, Luther is, of course, uh, moving away, so to speak. And so Julia started filling in. Um, I don't know how she got on the show. I think just somehow Andrew was talking to her. Mm-hmm. She found out. You know, she's very good on FTL. And then uh, we were like, come on over. And she's very good at it. She's uh, talkative. I can, I, yeah, I hear and you can't keep her uh, quiet on the It's on the hard show. sometimes to get a word in edgewise. But she is. Uh, she has brought an interesting dynamic of the uh, the female flavor. You guys behave yourself more show. when she's on? Uh, no, absolutely not. She She... Brings out the worst in us. We're always talking <laughs> a dirty about girl. A okay. lot of sex stuff comes up recently, dirty, and it's all girl. her fault. Yeah. Pukeandthegang.com is uh, the website, and That's correct. you are about to celebrate, is it a year? Yeah, one of- year. I believe the 26th of July was when we actually uh, aired the first show. And by the way that we're actually doing the episodes, we do them once a week, and mm-hmm. we're on, I think, we just uh, recorded 49 and so 52 weeks in the year, we've done a couple of little extra special episodes here and there just to fill in, you know, when we had a holiday weekend or something, we couldn't make it. And so it's just about two hours of us sitting around talking about the news, talking about stories. We Is play it exactly music. two hours? Do you have uh, commercial breaks? No. Okay. No, we don't have <laughs> we don't have commercial breaks. Nobody in their right mind would ever sponsor our stupidity. <laughs> but uh, well, we have fun. and it's Seagrams, just, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Seagrams <laughs> or like, uh, who's the Adam Eve? They might they might sponsor yeah. us because we are we are dirty foul mouthed people. Uh, there's no FCC rules, obviously, so we just talk about whatever we want, and it revolves around the news. And now you have to come in here and, and uh, you know be uh, I guess not so dirty. I yeah, think. not so dirty. It's uh, I have to consciously make sure that I don't say any of those naughty naughty words right. that the FCC <laughs> doesn't want me to say. Well, luckily we do have a, a dump machine here in yeah, case make uh, sure you get go that horribly awry. Because <laughs> when I get going. Uh, you never know. But thankfully, I'm not. I'm not drinking on this show. Uh, there are rules against that. Uh, on our show, we drink a lot. So. In fact, the rule is you have to drink pretty much. No, right? there's there's no rule. We don't we don't really have rules. But it's highly encouraged. Gotcha. And it, it's more fun that way. Like you know, 
your your stupid friends are far more fun when they're drunk. Usually, if if drunk people were entertaining, the bars would have stadium seating. I'm sorry, puke. No, okay. <laughs> it it depends. There can be people who yeah. are entertaining, and clearly it works for uh, for puke in the gang. Anyway, it's great to have you back in here. Yeah, in, thanks uh, for having me on the Free Talk Live studio. Our number here tonight for you, the listener, eight five five four fifty free. That is the SACL CAI toll free line one eight five five four five zero three seven. Three three as uh, you know. Last night we mentioned uh, a piece of news that we didn't get a chance to get to, and so we can do that now. It is the Bitcoin Seven Reasons to Be Wary, according to NetworkWorld.com. Now, for those uh, who have been listening to the show over, oh, I'd say the last year, uh, Free Talk Live has become pretty big-time advocates of the Bitcoin. And that's not just because somebody's sponsoring the show. Uh, I think that that's Bitcoin. what brought them to our attention, and I'm not going to you know, diminish that or anything. Um, but you know, from what I can see, That's Bitcoins not what brought be, it to my attention. Not initially. But, no, I, I like the, uh, the fact you can buy drugs online oh, with God. them. For, <laughs> that's yeah, that's for how I knew. Such. Yo, well, that's how I knew that uh, the Bitcoin was going to be something special. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't know enough. Like, I'm not an investor kind of person, so I don't think... Oh, I should go out and buy these. Well, I didn't, and uh, luckily, uh, you know, I've, I've got some now. Uh, it was a little bit later than I would have liked to have, but they're they're an amazing uh, concept and something that we definitely are fans of here on Free Talk Live, and for a lot of different reasons. But according to Network World's Maria Korolov, she says there are at least seven reasons to be wary of the Bitcoin, and she's talked to somebody that she considers to be an expert about these sorts of things, and so we'll see uh, you know, what this individual has to say about Bitcoins and whether or not they're even anywhere close as far as their critiques. Uh, now, Puke, uh, what's your familiarity level with, uh, with the Bitcoin? Uh, very, very little. Um, I, I actually only recently got uh, even like a Bitcoin account or whatever you call it, a wallet, uh, yes. uh, there's this weird terminology because they're not real. They don't actually exist in the physical world. Uh, so I, uh, you have to create this digital wallet, and that's actually the only way uh, you can donate to the podcast. Uh, really? In the gang. Yeah, we have a Bitcoin account just for a lark uh, because, I, I don't know, somebody suggested it. So I said, why not? Yeah. Uh, well, if somebody wants to give you money, then... Oh, yeah, it's it. easier than a PayPal account and... and uh, Boom, so there you exists, go. Reason but, number one. Reason number one to uh, to take the Bitcoin is it's easier yeah. than all of the other uh, methods out there. Right. It doesn't require any sort of uh, identification, social security numbers, bank accounts, any of that hoo-ha. Exactly. But you also have to sort of think hard about how you're going to spend them. Because we can't buy booze with them, and that's a problem. Not yet. Yeah, maybe Not someday. Not yet. <laughs> But what you can do is if you get enough of them together, you can use BitInstant.com to turn them into cash. So, uh-huh. you know, it's only a matter of uh, a few steps before those right. Bitcoins uh, can be in another form. Well, if, if Bitcoin lasts like um, people hope that they do, obviously back in, uh, what was it, the 1800s, all the states had their own currencies. And eventually that was sort of standardized. Maybe not in the best way because it's obviously all fiat now and everything. But you know, obviously, there's probably going to eventually become some sort of process, you know, where you can pay with your smartphone, maybe using Bitcoin. That's already here. Uh, there you, you go. can already Done. pay with Bitcoin. Right. But you can't. What's coming next is uh, a smart card of some sort. We talked with uh, Roger uh, and the guys from BitInstant.com at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And this, there's going to be a card coming soon, which will be the size of a credit card. I've seen, I saw the mock-ups of it today. Really? Yep. In person or online? Uh, well, online. Oh, okay. I mean, they, and, at this point, they only exist online. And the 
there's like some billionaire Russian oil magnate who has of uh, spent a bunch <laughs> of, of money on this. Like this guy's going crazy for Bitcoin, and he's just pouring a bunch of his uh, his personal savings. Into, he's probably trying to get start tired of getting robbed by the Russian government the mafia. slash mafia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, so he's come up with this idea that uh, is a essentially a business card or a credit card size card that actually has some kind of Wi-Fi technology in it. Oh. Uh, really? That will be able to you'll be able to transact bitcoins between the cards you'll be able to send messages between the cards and you'll be able to like swipe the card at a point of purchase like a a, normal credit card right and it'll essentially what will happen is you'll swipe the card at your point of purchase and whoever it is that's handling that transaction whichever bank or whoever it is behind the scenes that's, that's dealing with that is going to take the bitcoins out of your account uh, essentially turn them into the currency in which the transaction's happening in, so yes. say dollars, at the moment that the transaction happens. So Bitcoin, if you pay attention to it, you know that it's it's constantly changing. Uh, the price is is constantly adjusting over a 24-hour period. There's not a close time like, say, uh, you like, know, the Dow Jones or whatever. Right, or modern markets close, yeah. Right, so, uh, so, so it's therefore more modern because it's 24-hour around the clock. Anyway, the idea would be it would then cash in your Bitcoins as to the exact amount you would need to make that purchase. Yeah. Because Bitcoins can go down to like point zero 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 something decimal, decimal points. So it just makes the – it's just instantaneous where it will change your Bitcoins into the cash and then you get your purchase and it's you know still got the master mastercard logo on it or whatever so yeah i mean it if this actually pans out accepted everywhere it's gonna be a game changer big time Absolutely. so 855-450 free now those are some reasons why the bitcoin's exciting and the bitcoin is really cool but network world says you should be cautious be wary and we'll give you their seven reasons why here in moments this is free talk live MindThings.com is a fun online game that pits you against people around the world to mine for scarce resources. Do business in a capitalist economy with virtually mined gold tax-free. You could be a trader doing business between cities, a pirate lying in wait for hapless traders, a guard capturing pirates, or one of nine other professions. It doesn't require a big-time commitment. Your mining robots work whether you're logged in or not. It costs nothing to play, but you can buy bonuses. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MindThings.com, use coupon code FTL, double your mining speed. It's free. MindThings.com. Control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are available to you there. Uh, We do have a lot of them, and they are all completely free. Archives uh, go all the way back to late 2006. Just click and download, and you can have as many as you'd like. They're all completely free. And then if you want, you can also uh, subscribe to the podcast. You can uh, jump over to our uh, SoundCloud page and then use SoundCloud to share your favorite episodes with your friends on Facebook or Twitter or wherever. Uh, So go to freetalklive.com. If you want to get to SoundCloud, you just look on the left-hand side of freetalklive.com. You'll see underneath Listen and Share that's where our link to the podcast is, where the link to the Edgington Post podcast is. That's, Mark, uh, that's your show that you do uh, outside of Free Talk Live. That's right. And uh, and then there's also the link to SoundCloud there as well. So go and uh, and download as much as you like at freetalklive.com. So we've been talking about uh, the Bitcoin here, and we're going to get to uh, basically what is a hit piece 
uh, against the Bitcoin. This is the seven reasons to be wary. But there are a lot of reasons to be excited about Bitcoins because they are amazing and they become, they seem to be becoming more and more popular and more and more usable as well as uh, since it's an open source project, nobody owns Bitcoin. There's no intellectual property called Bitcoin. It's just something that uh, some you know group of math whiz programmers created uh, several years ago, a few, couple few years ago, and it has uh, exploded in popularity. The usage is uh, is on the increase. The value is on the increase as well. It's been going up pretty consistently over the last, uh, about the last, what, six or seven months or so, maybe even longer. When was the spike? Was that a year ago? I don't Close even remember. To it. Uh, and so there was like a crazy spike at one point where it went to above 30 bucks and then went uh, back down to like two bucks. And now it's just been going up and up and up since then. So obviously you don't know what to expect. This is this is new territory, a digital uh, decentralized currency. That is, if you take out the spike, though, they've basically gone up, up and up and up. And up. Yeah. Uh, decentralized currency that is available to anyone. As uh, Puke pointed out earlier, this is something that you don't have to ask anybody's permission to get started with. You just go. Nope. And download the Bitcoin client for your computer. There's one for Windows. There's one for Mac. There's one for Unix or Linux. Uh, so you get the client, run that thing, and you don't even really need to have the client to engage in Bitcoin. There are online wallets and things like that, but you can't really trust the online wallets. You really need to have the wallet in your possession. Uh, yeah. We we got were, burned were, on that. Weren't there uh, uh, there was like a big hack of some Bitcoin client or wallet or something recently? A few well, months back, there was a site that was uh, there was a site that was hacked, and then there was also a site that uh, just all of a sudden disappeared and took a bunch of people's uh, Bitcoins with them. Nah, there you as go. Well, yeah. so you got to, you know, it's it's the new world of uh, currencies, and you've got to kind of be careful. But there are ways to protect yourself, and uh, and there's no way for the government to get your bitcoins. Uh, there's no way for them to, you know, crack into your account unless they physically take your Bitcoin wallet from your computer. Right. And when of course, it, you can also encrypt your Bitcoin wallet. So even if they take the Bitcoin wallet, they can't get into it. When, when it comes to using, say, banking agencies um, and, you you know, that, that charge you too much, you have a disagreement with. Let's let's use uh, the big one. PayPal. Um, so many business owners believe that PayPal is our, uh, the, the Satan. They're a bunch of demons over there because they'll shut down their account. At or the, just freeze your account. Freeze, freeze your account, I guess. Uh, you shouldn't say shut down. Freeze your account. Uh, keep your money in there. And you're just stuck for as long as they to say you're stuck. Well, you can they don't jump even have through customer service. Well, you can jump through whatever hoops they put up for you and do whatever they say. And then maybe they'll let you back in to access what money you thought was yours. So a lot of people have had this negative experience with PayPal. And plenty of people have had negative experiences with banks so bitcoin but, cuts out the middleman right well and and also if uh because the banks are essentially franchises of the federal reserve um you know if the government wants to get your money they'll do it too they'll go in and they'll take the money right out of your account yeah, the government the, the banks will let them do it it is mathematically impossible for anybody to mess with your account unless you leave it open to sort of hackers there are ways to secure your have it more and less secured um and you know, one needs to uh you know one needs to to look into that there's a learning curve involved when it comes to bitcoin for sure, sure. Uh, but this is worth learning about. Well, there's really a learning is. curve involved in taking pr- taking proper care of your money. Yeah, period. absolutely. In, in any circumstance, or with anything, period. Right. Yeah, you, you don't need want to, to just... learn and know what you're doing with anything. Yeah, you buyer beware, be cautious. But there's a lot of reasons to get involved in Bitcoin. 
So we've talked to you about some of those reasons. You can go to uh, bitinstant.com to get Bitcoins. But if you'd like to learn more about Bitcoins, learn the reasons why you should use them, go to weusecoins.org. There's a great little less than two-minute video there that'll give you an intro. That's weusecoins.org. But there are some people who are, let's say, more than skeptical about Bitcoins. In fact, uh, networkworld.com has a piece here that is basically a hit piece against it. So let's get the, the, let's get the other side of uh, the story here. What yeah, because I don't see the other side. What, so. do, what do the detractors have to say about Bitcoin? So this is it. There are seven reasons here. Of all the virtual currencies out there, Bitcoin is the most interesting from a technical perspective, says Network World, and the least interesting from the business point of view. Bitcoin is a peer-to-peer virtual currency that uses cryptography to control the creation and transfer of money. Unlike other currencies, Bitcoin is completely independent. A.J. Vins, a professor at the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University. Now, of course, he's a professor, so he must know something about uh, economics, right? And he must know something about currencies. He's, a, he's an academic. So Did they, take did they get word. Robert uh, P. Murphy from uh, the Mises Institute or uh, you know, ben Powell, Benjamin Powell or you know, any of these uh, great Austrian uh, economists? Because I'd love to hear what they had to say on it. No, I don't, they, I don't they, trust him if he doesn't have uh, leather patches on his elbows. They did not. <laughs> Unlike other currencies, Bitcoin is completely independent. It is a company. It is company or organization agnostic, said the professor who is studying Bitcoin. All other currencies are either based on some standard of value or are backed by an issuing entity such as a government or corporation. Gold, for example, is a metal which has both practical and decorative uses, though many gold coins also have additional value as historical artifacts. Many Bitcoin enthusiasts are attracted by Bitcoin's independence and the fact that its value comes directly from its network of users. But aside from its status as a technical marvel, it has little practical benefit for business, users, or consumers. That's quite the uh, quite the claim. Yeah, it is. It really, little is. little practical benefit. Mark has, uh, I mean, as a business uh, owner, uh, you, you know, you operate the sales division of Free Talk Live. Has Bitcoin uh, had any uh, no pra- little uh, practical benefit for you? I can tell you that some people have purchased ads uh, on with Free Talk Live simply because we take bitcoins. So it has brought business to us. So otherwise, we would have been leaving bitcoins on the table. Or money on the table. Right, right? money on the table. Bitcoins are money as far as I'm concerned. So we've been leaving money on the table. Secondarily, it has uh, allowed me to transfer money, um, given, you know, allowed companies to transfer money to me. And I haven't had to pay the 3% or whatever to PayPal. A lot of people want It's more money in your pocket. But a lot of people want to pay through PayPal. And so that's a larger amount. Um, Because I can buy and sell with Bitcoins, um, I I can do things with them. I don't necessarily have to transfer those Bitcoins into money. There's a cost for that. Right. Now, there, there might have been like I checked the date on this article here, thinking maybe it was written in like 2008 or 2009, whenever it was Bitcoins first came out. It was somewhere around I think 09. Uh, maybe at that point that would have been a, a viable critique. Yeah. Like that. Well, no one's using these things. Well, is this a big joke? What are these crazy blogs people write? <laughs> I mean, yeah. BitInstant is rolling out in the next month or so the way to a way to pay your bills. I'm talking about your mortgage, your power bill, your um, you know your cable bill, whatever bill you've got with bitcoins. Tell me they're not useful. Yeah, it's exactly. ridiculous. It's it's well, we haven't even gotten into the seven reasons yet. We'll start with that here in a moment. That wasn't one of the reasons. Number one reason. Nobody has to accept it, they say. 855-450-FREE. This I'm is a stupefied. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. 
When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here toll-free, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Listening options are available for you over at listen.freetalklive.com. Just head over there and you can get tuned into our broadband, our mid-band or narrowband versions of the show, different size bit rates for different size internet connections you can go to listen.freetalklive.com and get tuned in there for free that's listen.freetalklive.com plus you'll learn about our over 100 radio stations that air the show at various times throughout the week our satellite listening options including xm satellite radio as well as uh we're on two channels on xm by the way as well as our free-to-air ku band channel the webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance plenty of ways to get free talk live into your ears Head over to listen.freetalklive.com for the details. Are you on any prescription medications? If you are, and you're getting your prescription medications from a local pharmacy, you're likely paying more than you have to. There's a better way. Discount Prescription Services can get you your meds at discounts as high as 70% off, and they deliver them right to your door. And all you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. Right there, you can click on Become a Member on the left-hand side of the page. It doesn't cost you anything. They'll give you a telephone call during uh, business hours. They'll call you back. Their customer service is excellent. I've gone through it. They walk you through every step of the way, and you'll save big time. It's meds.freetalklive.com. Whether it's for Viagra or Cialis or Boniva, Boniva, Ablify, Lipitor, Nexium, Zetia, whatever it is uh, that you're on, they can get it at meds.freetalklive.com. If they can't get it, they'll give you advice on that too. Meds.freetalklive.com. All right. Coming up, uh, we're going to update you on a demo from coplock.org. He is still in jail and is uh, preparing to face a trial where he's looking at uh, over two decades in prison for basically being a journalist. He uh, contacted some bureaucrats, asked them some questions over the phone recorded the calls, informed the bureaucrats that he was contacting them for comment for a news story he was writing. He didn't specifically tell them he was recording the call, but he did let them know they were essentially on the record. Uh, They've charged him now with three counts of wiretapping, and he's looking at seven years apiece in prison uh, for each one of those uh, counts. So we'll give you an update on what's going on with him here in a little bit. But we've been talking about Bitcoin and the seven reasons why, according to NetworkWorld.com, which... You'd think with a name like that, these people would know something about uh, Bitcoin, would have actually done some research, maybe talked to somebody who has something positive to say about it. But no, they talked to some professor at the Carey School, W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University who claims to have been studying Bitcoin. Of course, he's likely coming at it from uh, the perspective of your typical college professor, uh, probably a very pro-state mindset, uh, a Keynesian uh, economist. And he's looking at Bitcoin and, and it freaks him out. So we're going to give you the seven ridiculous uh, reasons why he thinks you should stay away from it. Number one, nobody has to accept it. Traditional government, this is ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. Traditional government-backed currencies have local monopolies on things like paying taxes or utility bills. Yay. Merchants may decide to accept thing. live chickens as payment, but they usually have no choice about whether or not to accept their national currency. Right, and this is an advantage? I mean, really? If you had to accept a currency, that's the worst benchmark for how good that currency is. 
I mean, that's a terrible currency. If somebody wants to give you poop in a bag as a currency... Uh, no, thank you. You'd have to be forced to take it. So clearly, what they're what this college professor guy is doing is putting, uh, you know, national national fiat currency on the same level as poop in a bag. I, I don't really have a use for poop in a bag, though. <laughs> Agreed. But if and, everyone was forced to accept the poop in the bag, then you would. Yeah. But you I know, this I is would. this is the thing of you know national currencies. I I accept U.S. dollars. Not because I have to, because I don't have to accept them. But you do. If you didn't accept them, someone could probably sue you. No, no, I don't. I mean, I could just say legal turn down tender the laws require everybody. Look, to- if I wanted to turn down the business uh, because I don't want to accept dollars, I could, and you know, it was some kind of problem to say, look, I don't want your dollars. I could just say, I don't want your business. That's true. You could refuse the business, but if somebody owes you a debt, I'm then- just saying that this is the stupidest part about the argument about currencies. I want U.S. dollars because U.S. dollars are valuable. U.S. dollars are worth more than poop in a bag. And this is a stupid, stupid argument for some college professor, uh, you know, d- dumb enough for Ian and this college professor to make is that, you know, this has something to do with it. Yes, currencies are, you're required to accept them when it comes to uh, you know national governments require you to accept them but i'm not taking us dollars because i've got to take them i'm taking them because they're they're valuable and i can use them but he's saying the reason they're valuable and i'm not making his argument i don't know why you put me in his camp he's saying the reason they're valuable is because they're forced and but it's to not some true. extent he's right about that because the government is forcing people to accept these dollars. You would have to be forced to accept these dollars. But to some, no, actually, it's not even true. The fact is, these U.S. dollars look remarkably like the previous U.S. dollars, which were actually backed by specie, backed by metal. Silver certificates, as they were called. Right. So those actual had actual currency. The U.S. dollars look similar uh, from 1913, 1912 to today. They've changed a little bit over time. And these things are, you know, that's why people have been tricked. It's the turning the pot up it's on true. the frog. You know, at one point, you you it's know, all dollars scam. were backed by silver or gold at Fort Knox or whatever. And over time, they have slowly cut the different cords that go to the, the, the backed currency. And I believe it was 1970 under Nixon was the last one that was uh, severed. Well, they stopped issuing silver certificates back in the 30s. They cut the gold standard back in the seventies, right? But this was completely. a back, this was a uh, this was an international backing of uh, of the dollars. I mean, basically, countries could demand uh, gold or gold for, for dollars uh, back in the seventies. But you'll you'll note that the dollar went down a little bit between you know nineteen thirteen and nineteen seventy. There wasn't too much. There was a little bit of inflation. You know, gasoline went from five cents to ten cents to thirteen cents a gallon. But then. It just went off the rails when they cut that final um, that final cord. I mean, you know, when you look at the forty years since then, gasoline's gone from fifteen cents a gallon to three fifty. Filled up today. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, he goes on here, and, and again, this is not actually him speaking. It's the article's writer kind of translating uh, this guy, uh, A.J. Vins, the college professor. He says that uh, usually they have no choice about whether or not to accept their national currency, that is, the merchants. Companies that issue virtual currencies, he says, typically offer goods or services in return. He says that, uh, quote, you, wanna have in, you want it to have inherent value. 
You want it to it have It does some... have inherent value, and that's the problem. That's how this guy doesn't understand it, is that Bitcoin not only has the cryptography that makes it um, uncounterfeitable, but it is in itself a money transfer system, like PayPal. PayPal is a way to take dollars and move them back and forth. Dollars you can't shove into the side of your computer, and they come out on somebody else's computer. You've got to do that through PayPal. Bitcoins, on the other hand, sit on your computer, but you can transfer them through the internet. I'm sorry this guy doesn't understand that. But he just he, he was just saying that they don't have inherent value. But they do. <laughs> but they do have inherent value. That's why people use them unlike the you know the the money there that he says isn't forced right. for people to take. Why is it forced for people to take the uh, American dollars if it has inherent value? Exactly. And all you have to do to see that it has value is go and look at the Bitcoin uh, current price over at mtgox.com. At last, I looked, I think it was last night, it was like 887 or something like that. Yeah. So clearly it has value. Down a little and bit the, today, reason why, the reason why it's worth $8 and something cents today, as opposed to what it was worth two years ago, which might have been like a buck or less, is because it's more valuable today than it was a year ago. Uh, You're showing me $8.81. Thank you, Mark. There's a little Bitcoin widget there on your I love this thing. I check it all the time. I'm a Bitcoin addict. I want to (laughs) know what Bitcoins are worth. I check it at least a half a dozen times a day. So... um, and you said, like, at one time it, it went up like a dollar just during our show or something it like did, that. It did, yeah, right? just like last week or something. So the, that's an indicator of what the market's value for Bitcoins are. And the reason why it's worth nine bucks a Bitcoin is because there are that many people out there using it for a variety of different purposes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is, this is a, a product or something that's in its infancy. Can you imagine what would happen if a company like Amazon decided, hey, we take bitcoins now. Well, yeah, sort of huge. sort of Free Talk Live has that set up through spendbitcoins.com. You can go and get anything you want to get from Amazon and spend your bitcoin through spendbitcoin. They'll buy it and they'll have it shipped to you. So I mean, I've done this. I bought go. things on Amazon with bitcoin through spendbitcoins.com. Spendbitcoins.com is great, but if but Puke's point's really good that if if Amazon were to natively accept bitcoins as payment, they would save huge amounts of money because uh, you know they're paying three percent or five percent to a credit card processor yep. right now. Eight, uh, eight, five. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. And Puke. And Mark. Puke is here courtesy of his radio program, uh, internet-based uh, program, because no one in their right mind would put it on uh, a radio station. They'd lose their FCC license within like 10 minutes. Yes, they would. Uh, Pukeinthegang.com. You should go and check it out. 855-450-FREE. And they accept Bitcoins, as do we. You can go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com. If you've got some Bitcoins to spare, or maybe you've got a tenth of a Bitcoin you want to send us, you can do that too. Uh, you can send it to us through bitcoin.freetalklive.com. And that's what we've been talking about this hour is the critique. 
here because it's the first time I've actually seen any critique of Bitcoin. Now, we had our our objections in the beginning uh, when we were first being introduced to Bitcoin. And one of my objections was similar to this uh, W.P. Carey School of Business, Arizona State University professor A.J. Vins, who is essentially who NetworkWorld.com went to to get his opinion about Bitcoins. My, one of my critiques, one of my questions up front was, well, there's nothing backing this thing. Because I was used to the paradigm that you know something has to back uh, a currency for it to have value. Well, if it doesn't have uh, silver or gold backing it, how can it be worth anything? Well, I was wrong about that. And uh, the Bitcoin is valuable because it's useful. Because it is something that allows people to transact without a gatekeeper, without anybody that they have to ask permission, without uh, jumping through hoops or applying for an account or or bending over or or doing any of that stuff that's so common with a financial system that we have today. Uh, So bitcoins are useful and that's why they're valuable. But let's continue here with the – and not just useful, but they're also – you know, you can't (laughs) – you can't inflate it. It's mathematically impossible uh, to, you know, to crack into uh, the, you know, for the government to like bust into the system and screw it up. I mean, this thing is, it's amazing. And you can learn more at weusecoins.org. But let's continue with the critique here. Uh, the, uh, the the professor continues on his seven reasons to be wary about the Bitcoin. Uh, they go on here. Number two, no critical mass. For a currency to have any practical value, it has to have a critical mass of buyers and sellers. Vin says, technically, Bitcoin has no reason why it shouldn't be successful, but certainly has no following that you would want. Not yet. Well, it has to start somewhere, doesn't it? Right. What does that even mean? No following you would want? Well, absolutely. At this point, there are lots of things that uh, Bitcoin has a specific following for. We were talking last night on the air about specifically the Silk Road. Yes, the um, open uh, drug market that uh, anybody can buy and sell on. But another, uh, you know, this is this is a way for people to buy and sell drugs on the internet anonymously with each other. I'm not a buyer or seller. You know, I'm I'm not interested in this. But there are people that are interested in it, so therefore that knocks that argument out of the park. Let's also talk about uh, countries that d- disallow gambling on the internet. Mm, oh, you, you don't think that people want to gamble on the internet? I mean, come on. I mean, this is maybe he's just saying that those people are undesirables. Maybe, maybe that's what he's saying. Yeah. He actually doesn't get into any more detail on this. I mean, only criminals will like this, obviously. So this is people who want to buy drugs, guns, gamble. I don't know what other kind of vices that one can fill. Pornography. Um, there's oh, by the way, cigarettes. I know that there's companies out there that will sell you cigarettes at a significantly reduced price. Sweet. With bitcoins because they're going to you know they're basically no you know, taxes, duck, right? duck on the taxes half Sweet. of the price of half price cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what percentage of the population do we have now with gambling, cigarettes, drugs, and guns? Not that many. No, that's not like, people what, you'd five, want. Five guys over there. Not in the people corner. you'd want. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Number three on his list of seven reasons why you should be wary of the Bitcoin: no switching costs. Now this one's weird. Say you are a U.S. business that accepts U.S. currency, and you decide to stop accepting it and say accept only live chickens. You will lose all potential customers who don't have access to live chickens. You will have problems paying suppliers and employees, and you won't be able to pay taxes in the U.S. Even- oh no! <laughs> 
<laughs> Even barter-only transactions are taxable. Because they don't give you 1099s for chickens, so I don't know that you'd actually even have yeah. to bother. Not to say that they wouldn't want you to pay taxes or demand that you'd pay taxes if they know, but they probably wouldn't know because you're getting paid in chickens. So he's saying – now remember, keep in mind, he's saying this is a reason to be wary of the Bitcoin, <laughs> yeah. that there are no switching costs. So let me go on. He says these are all high switching costs. He says if you're a player of a popular online game and decide to stop using their in-world currency, your game experience will suffer significantly, and you may have to stop playing the game altogether. That is a switching cost. If you decide to sell off your existing bitcoins and stop using them, there are no switching costs. All your existing suppliers and employers will happily take forms, other forms of payment. Your only loss would be the marketing value of the accept of accepting Bitcoin, which is likely more than offset by the additional so costs of processing he, the payments. What he's claiming is is that you're not married to the currency the way you're married to uh, dollars. If, for instance, I, you know, so dollars it costs three percent or whatever to move dollars into bitcoins, and three percent to move uh, bitcoins into dollars. Let's just say it okay. costs that. So there is a switching cost. Because there's a switching cost of take, getting your bitcoins into dollars and getting them back out and moving the currencies back and forth. So he's wrong again. Sure. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, so, you know, I don't see why you would uh, – I think that this is just an advantage for, uh, you know, people to continue using it. Because there are no costs in sending or receiving them, whereas there are dollars. So, I mean, there's this, you know, there's this just reason to use bitcoins as opposed to a switching cost. I don't want a switching cost. I don't think that's – an advantage, but it might be an advantage in keeping people in the use of your currency if your currency sucks like right. all the fiat currencies do. Yes, if you have a crappy currency like just about every currency out there because that currency is created not with the user in mind, but with the issuer in mind. This is what it's all about. Right. No one benefits. Uh, whether you switch to Bitcoin or switch away from Bitcoin, the, there's no Bitcoin company out there that is looking at a quarterly report. And, oh, God, we've uh, lost all these Bitcoin. We lost all these customers. And we're doing terrible. No, nobody does that with, uh, with Bitcoin. There's nobody in charge. And so it doesn't matter if there are or are not switching costs. And in fact, if, if he's right, and he's not, Mark, as you pointed out, there is a, you know, changing currencies does cost money. But uh, if he was right and there were no switching costs, to me, that's a benefit to the currency it's easy to get into it's easy to get out of who doesn't want that and also the switching cost is that you don't have the same um you don't have the free transfer of bitcoins this is the thing that they're not getting about bitcoins is they're not just a currency they're also a money transfer system he says and if a newer cooler virtual currency comes along that has more buzz surrounding it then there's no downside at all to leaving bitcoin now that's you know it's it's certainly a point um you know that if a newer but it's better not a point. currency comes along and beats the pants off of bitcoins you're right that will be a problem however you can sell your bitcoins and get the new currency that's true, uh, and if it seems unlikely that something new is going to come along and tomorrow dis- decimate Bitcoin, right? I mean, Bitcoin got well, to this point because it took time. They've got momentum. For- I mean, right for for people to start accepting them, to start understanding them, to uh, to start utilizing them, and yep. uh, and so it's nobody's going to just jump into the game and wallop Bitcoin tomorrow. So it's not like you have to. If you've got a bunch of Bitcoins, the fear might be that oh, if something new comes along, the value is going to drop. But Bitcoin is peer to peer, so anything that a new likely most things that a new currency could come up with, Bitcoin can have incorporated into Bitcoin, and Bitcoin already has the we're worth almost ten dollars a, a a unit at this 
price point. What new currency is that going to be worth? So, you know, exactly. the Bitcoin guys are going to, you know, program in whatever this great feature is, this earth-shattering new feature that this new currency has. They're putting new new features in Bitcoin today. I saw a new um, a, a press release. Really? And yeah, I mean, you know, the fact is this is peer to peer. It's being it's open source. I, I that's what the term is. I'm yeah, sorry. It's both. open it's open source and, you know, these these guys that consider this their hobby in making a better and better and better currency for you. I mean, how many things has the United States government done to make your currency better in the last decade? Nothing. They, they just put a little, there's a strip. Right. <laughs> it's got color now. You can pull this and it tears in half. Their faces are bigger. <laughs> they haven't even got that. They haven't even put that into the $1 bill yet. That's true. I mean, they have well, been who's instituting this. That of crap they've moment. been instituting this thing for twenty years now. Smart counterfeiters counterfeit the one dollar bill. Oh, do they? Because <laughs> nobody thinks nobody cares. To, to, nobody takes out that pen and writes across a one dollar bill with it. Yeah, I, I, I would agree register. with you, but it's, is it really worth the cutting? You know, they're printing it on whatever special paper and then cutting it up. I don't know that a dollar is worth counterfeiting. Maybe right fives. Now. Maybe they're counterfeiting. Yeah, fives, I'm not maybe, suggesting but. anybody counterfeit anything because uh, one could go to jail for such you a know, thing. It, this, this argument sort of reminds me of like Wikipedia. Uh, you know, Wikipedia. Uh, let's say five years ago, everybody and the, they oh, still make the argument. Idea. Yeah, no, anybody can edit it. It's right. going to be crap. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, you just but, have a bunch of internet vandals going on there and messing it up. Yeah, pooping in the sandbox. But there's this community of people that just—that's their hobby. They keep track of it, and it, for people that just want to find out information, they don't need to do an actual academic report. It's absolutely good enough. And, and if you're doing a report. Usually, the information that's there is cited exactly. at the bottom yeah. of the article. You can go you to the go. citations yeah. and find out where they got the information. So, uh, Wikipedia is so valuable. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. This uh, old guard defender here has a few more points. We'll share those coming up in hour number two. The you future can bring up is anything. now. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want. 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And you may enjoy the features that are there for you. They're all completely free. You can actually control the content of the site as well. So when you find something online you want to share with uh, other listeners of the program, you submit it as show prep. 
at freetalklive.com, and then others can vote on it. There's the upcoming stories page, which is uh, the place where all submitted items show up uh, once they are approved into the site. Basically, there's a quick, uh, there's a spam approval process, so your story will have to go through. If you're a brand new user to the site, we check you for being a spammer, basically, because sometimes people will, you know, tell us how to get watches and uh, penis pumps and all kind of things like that. Ooh, we don't want that I got to look into that. Yeah, we don't want to sh- those things to show up on the site automatically. So once you've been proven as like a real human being and not some sort of spam bot, you will be in the approved category and then you won't have to go through the spam approval process. So there's a brief process there. Uh, you'll, be, you'll get approved and then at that point anything you submit will automatically appear on the upcoming stories page. So do head over there and vote. Uh, you can vote up the stories you like, vote down the ones you don't like, and the most voted up, make it to the front page in the top of the site. And it could be a YouTube video, it could be a blog post, it could be a news article, and you can get interactive. It's all free over at freetalklive.com. Now, for those of you just tuning in, we have been talking about the seven reasons to be wary of the Bitcoin. This according to NetworkWorld.com, where they interviewed someone who is uh, apparently a professor of business at Arizona State University. A.J. Vins is his name, and he claims to have been studying Bitcoin. Of course, he's studying it from the perspective of the old guard. He's studying it from the perspective of likely a Keynesian economist, somebody who is a true believer in the idea that government currency is the way to go and that anything that threatens the status quo is uh, is a bad thing. And so he's essentially trying to uh to, you know trying to attack the uh, the bitcoin here this is new and confusing and i don't like it it's pretty much his perspective and he's being absolutely ridiculous in his uh his points here as to why you should be wary of the bitcoin the first three that we've been through include that no one has to accept it which he says is a real benefit to these other currencies that there's the power of the, of the state out there and they're going to force people to accept their currencies why would you want to use a currency that people aren't forced to accept he says well, ask all the millions of users of Bitcoin around the world who, as of you know this moment, are engaging uh, in transactions all over the place. Clearly, people are accepting it, even though they don't have to, which means it's more valuable because of that. Sure. It's created its own value on its own. People are buying and selling with gold and silver um, and other commodities. They don't have uh, – they're not forced to take those either. No critical mass, he says, is another one, which is a really confusing one. It has to have a critical mass of buyers and sellers for it to have a value. It's ridiculous. It has value, and it does have a, a bunch of users. Number three, no switching costs. He says it's uh, it's too easy to leave the Bitcoin if you don't like the Bitcoin. You should be trapped. A good currency will make you feel trapped. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bad customer service. It's the hallmark of good business. Number four. We're up to number four on the seven reasons to be wary of the Bitcoin. There's nobody to police it. Anarchy. If someone breaks into your bank and steals your money, the bank would cover the loss or it would be covered by FDIC deposit insurance. But that's not a feature of currency. That's a feature of currency storage. And uh, it is a government uh, currency feature, whatever the storage feature. And well, he's, I'm just uh, he's right. There I mean, are you, banks out there that will store your bitcoins, and you know if you get a good bank, then they'll do the proper legwork. If you get a bad bank, they'll steal your money. I mean, this has already happened with bitcoins, but this is true in any situation where you don't have the government, uh, you know, sort of oversight that goes uh, that goes into it. I mean, well, you know, I mean, so he's right. Like, you know, it is kind of the wild west of currencies in that you. 
don't know what's going to happen with some of the institutions that are surround that have you know kind of cropped up surrounding sure. Bitcoin. But good customer service is um, is going to provide more business to businesses that give it, and bad customer service is going to kill off businesses that don't. Will they screw people in the process? Sure, they will. Um, but in this case, you don't have to rely on a bank. You can be your own bank. You don't need to have somebody hold your bitcoins for you. you yeah, can, you, there is no middleman, essentially, right? Right. So, I mean, the, this is one of the benefits of the bitcoin is you're cutting the banks out of the picture. You don't need to go to a physical location and do business with a teller or deal with any of the bank fees or the crazy overdrafts or all of that stuff that uh, people are frustrated with right. with banks. None of those damn pens tied down to the counter. Right. And so, uh, the in this case, that's to me, it's a... It's a benefit that there's nobody there to police it because you can police it yourself. And like anything out in the marketplace, it's buyer beware. So be cautious. Learn a thing or two about this before you get into it. Learn how to encrypt your wallet and learn that it's important to duplicate your wallet. Copy that wallet to a backup somewhere in case your hard drive crashes. One thing you don't want to happen with Bitcoin is for your data on your machine, say through some sort of hard drive crash or whatever, maybe a a virus or something, gets in there and corrupts your data on your hard drive, and then your wallet it's gone once your wallet's gone there's no getting it back so but having when, backups of your wallet solves that problem but you don't have to back up on a regular basis your wallet you just no, have just to have once it, you just have to have it backed up sitting on some thumb drive some in your lockbox or That's something right. right or in the cloud or something like that or wherever it is you want to put it yeah. Uh, so he goes on, though, with his fear-mongering. He says if someone points a gun at you and takes your wallet you can call the police and have them arrested you might get really? your money. <laughs> Have you tried I that? I wonder how well yeah. that works. <laughs> Generally, they just don't care. Yeah, exactly. He's talking about in theory. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sure he's never in actually theory, called the, the police. police will come down and, uh, you know, they may not know how to write out a uh, report about your wallet being stolen, your Bitcoin wallet being stolen. But I'm sure that, uh, you know, on a good day, you can get a police officer to come down and, uh, and give you, you know, some kind of incident report. Yeah, and they're as likely to get your Bitcoin wallet back as they are to get the wallet back from uh, the person who stole it from you. So I you. suspect that's the case. Uh, you might get your money back, he says, and they'll go to jail, which, of course, is ridiculous. I mean, most of the time when you're dealing with a street bandit, uh, especially in a big city environment, your money's just gone. There's no chance the cops are going to get your right. money back. I mean, They've the already best... bought the crack. Even if they catch the guy, the, you know, the money's gone. Yeah. Right. In real life, if a bandit takes holds you a gunpoint and takes your wallet, he may shoot your ass so that he doesn't have any witnesses. Whereas with Bitcoins, when he steals it, he can't. That's so, true. I mean, he has just pointed out a feature of the Bitcoin wallet that is superior to a regular wallet. Protects you from being beaten and robbed. Right. At least you, if you get what In both cases, you're robbed. In one case, you may be dead. If a thief, he says, steals virtual currency from a company in order to defraud the company, there might be legal repercussions as well. In addition, companies carefully police their virtual currencies, banning hackers from their platforms and constantly improving security measures. And if their users suffer from a virtual theft, a company might make good on the loss in order to maintain good customer relations. If your Bitcoin money is stolen, there is nobody to turn to for redress. If someone steals your laptop or hacks into it, they get all the Bitcoin stored there. If you well, keep your Bitcoins uh, with an online exchange and it's hacked, there's no government-mandated insurance to cover your loss and nothing protecting your account against the exchange closing down. Well, um, in the case of the – what was the name of the Bitcoin bank that you and I were in? I don't even remember. There was a Bitcoin bank um, yeah. out there, and I can't remember what it was called, Bitcoin something. And uh, we had some money in it. And, you know, all the money disappeared, according to the bank. We got hacked. And people didn't believe this story. 
So, um, yeah, they you know, it was an inside job. They were starting to put together a pool to put an assassination hit out on this guy. <laughs> wow. And suddenly, 49% of the Bitcoins reappeared for right. everybody. So basically, he paid them off with their Bitcoins, paid us off with our Bitcoins. I wasn't going to put in any money in an assassination hit. No way. So I didn't. I just got a, basically a free 49%. I don't know whether they ever went through with putting the hit out on this guy. But yes, there is a redress. And he's talking about businesses having all of this protection, and whatnot. Like, what's what's to prevent, or, or you know, why couldn't a Bitcoin company have that? Like, it was mybitcoin.com was what the name of the bank. Are they still up? Uh, no, I just heard that that was what it was. I uh, check. Well, right. There's no reason why a business wouldn't shut down too. Like, I think when he's talking about virtual currencies, he means like Second Life or some of these video game currencies uh, yeah, that exist. Gone. I mean, if if Second Life shuts down tomorrow, they probably don't owe you anything. No. I don't see why they would. But he points out but, one of his points know. about the virtual currencies from a business is that they're constantly improving security measures. Bitcoin's constantly improving their uh, security as well. More so. Um, it, I mean, it's got to be the most secure out there. But um, maybe when they're talking about virtual currencies, what they're talking about is like gift cards or something like that. If you can get Amazon.com credits or something like that. if you got Could be. That could be it as well. 855-450-FREE. But those aren't different currencies that's just another way of uh, transferring dollars they are different currencies once you buy them technically it's a private currency but these other things are actually virtual currencies that are separate from and have trading units uh within uh, that are no anyway more coming up free talk live if you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the realtor Mark Warden. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealEstate.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site for free. So head over there, enjoy those on us. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Puke. And Mark. All right. You can join us, of course, uh, freetalklive.com, where we have a lot of features and we give them away. In fact, those features include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are listeners of the program. Shrine.freetalklive.com will take you there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. The Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. It's here in New Hampshire with over a thousand people who are members of the Free State Project. And that doesn't include all the people that are uh, New Hampshire natives that love the ideas of liberty and are also willing to get active. Uh, we just went to see our friend Adamo, who formerly was on Tuesday nights on Free Talk Live today. And the carload that, uh, that I took out to Manchester was 75% New Hampshire uh, natives, or at least longtime New Hampshire residents. They weren't even uh, Free State Project uh, participants. So there are a lot of people getting involved that are not even 
Free State uh, Project members. So, and that's part of the idea is for people to come to New Hampshire who love liberty to get active and then to help encourage and activate the uh, the natives that have been up here for a long time and maybe have been kind of bummed out about all the statists that have moved in from Massachusetts, for instance, and, and get them re-energized and, uh, and active again. So go to freestateproject.org if you love liberty, that is. If you understand what freedom means, that uh, you should be free to live your life how you want so long as you don't hurt anybody else and you're willing to uh, support and stand up for those who might live their lives in a different manner than you might live uh, yours, you can go to freestateproject.org to learn more and get signed up. It's freestateproject.org. Now, we've been talking about Bitcoin and the seven fear-mongering reasons as to why you should be wary about it. This according to NetworkWorld.com, where they interviewed some self-styled expert. He is a college professor who claims to have been studying Bitcoin, but of course he's studying them through the glasses of an uh, old guard college professor who is not interested in anything that uh, you know, not interested in anything that's going to put a, I guess, a threat against the old system, against the way things have always been. And, and it's not even really a threat right now. It's just really it's just something new. And but they seem to take it as very frightening. Well, the government like, oh, should. It's weird. It's scary. They should be afraid yeah. of it. I think because uh, they can't do anything about it. Well, if it's you know, and if if Bitcoin wasn't a threat, I guess why would they care if people tried to get into it? You know, well, if they're going to do something about Bitcoin, they should have done it already. Yeah. Now's the time to do it. And it'll be too late by the time they... They can't uh, do anything I don't it. know what they can... Or, what they can do is they can uh, discourage people from adoption. If they can discourage adoption, then they'll kill off Bitcoin because that's all that matters. But at this point, adoption's going up, 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 up. You mean by like making it illegal to have Bitcoins? I mean, that'd be the only thing they could do, right? They could do all kinds of different things. And, and who would make it illegal because it's not, it's not constricted to boundaries of government borders, right? Glass pipes aren't, don't necessarily contain marijuana, but uh, if you have one, they'll call it paraphernalia. Only they can call resin. it p- paraphernalia of pedophilia, gun running, you know, I mean, whatever they want to call it. I mean, this is what uh, governments do these kind of things. Yeah. It's no surprise at all. But at some point in the relative, I mean, these are the same complaints you can make about cash, Right, like if you do a right, drug, yeah. if if you see drug deal, dealers, when 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 you see the p- pictures of the drug dealers and their big piles of money, they aren't bitcoins that are sitting there. Yeah. They're U.S. one hundred dollar bills. So if you are to make a claim, then you can make the claim that the United States currency is the biggest, uh, you know, expediter of drug illegal drug use and gun running in the world. So let's continue with his uh, fear-mongering. He says the number four reason to be afraid of the Bitcoin is that there's no one to police it. He says there's no one to turn to for redress if your money is stolen. If your laptop is hacked into or someone steals it, uh, they can get all the Bitcoins stored there. If you keep your Bitcoins with an online exchange and it's hacked, there's no government-mandated insurance to cover your loss and nothing protecting your account against the exchange closing down. You know, that's true. However, again, it's buyer beware. So you, if you take the right precautions, can avoid these things from happening. You can encrypt your Bitcoin wallet. Therefore, if it's uh, your laptop is hacked Stolen, yeah. or if somebody uh, you know, gets access to it somehow without your knowledge, they can't do anything with an encrypted wallet. They can't crack that encryption. It's not l- bloody likely they'll be able to crack yeah. that encryption in any, you know, the next 20 years. So they're screwed. And if you've got a backup copy of that wallet somewhere, you've still got all your Bitcoins. Yeah, and it's, if you, it's if way easy to back up anything 
nowadays right. online and the cloud, you know, separate hard drives, little tiny uh, USB hard drives. It's so that easy stuff. that the only reason why someone wouldn't do it is because they're just totally lazy. Or and they, they just, yeah, don't think about that kind of thing. You know, some people are ignorant of the fact of backing up their computers. Right. You don't get to back up your physical wallet. You don't get to have an encrypted physical mm-hmm. wallet. You leave that thing in your car, somebody breaks into the car, it's gone. Well, yeah. a friend of mine lost their wallet a couple of weeks ago. And I mean, you know, this happens to you a couple of times in life, and it is a devastating thing to have happen. Right. Not only do you lose your money, you lose your credit cards, your ID, and all these other things. And he, I mean, he's just devastated by it. He spent, you know, a week trying to put everything back together, and this really stinks. It'd be be really nice to just be able to zoop it's back ding ding your wallet's back that's right yeah. now he says that there are no jails for bitcoin crooks this may change if governments start passing laws treating virtual currencies like real money and forcing virtual currency exchanges to get financial service licenses audits and deposit insurance without that would be horrible if they did that. I don't see how they're going to be able to force that. Right. Um, but Especially if they're over- overseas. I, I mean, it wouldn't matter. I'm interested. If somebody broke into your Facebook account and took your Facebook credits, which I believe they've done away with, but uh, at one point they existed. Really? Um <laughs> you, know, would, would that, you know, would they not consider that a crime? They do have cyber crime laws. So maybe it could fall I mean, under I, that somehow. It would seem right, to me that theft, right? if you had a friend at the police department, at the very least, you could get them to come over to your house and give you one of those pink pieces of paper that says, yeah, you got robbed. Here you go. Until then, nobody should be keeping more money in Bitcoin than they can afford to lose. In fact, uh, last year, a Bitcoin user woke up to find his haul of virtual currency had been plundered. A user with the, hander, user with the handle all in vain found 25,000 Bitcoins had been stolen. Oh, it's a case study of somebody who screwed up. Well, of course, people are going to mess up it's a learning process well i don't know what happened in that particular instance we don't either uh, he doesn't tell you um well i guess we'd have to have to look up that particular instance but what he doesn't say is how many people woke up to find their money gone out of their house their cash gone out of their yeah, house right i mean you know how many people have have uh, come back to their car to find it uh, bashed in and uh, i mean i had the the roof of my convertible ripped open for the change that was sitting in my console yeah i mean it was maximum $2 worth of change and somebody decided that it would be worth on a, the I leave the doors unlocked on this car because I want you know look if you want to steal the steal something I keep the change there because it's convenient if you want to steal the change please don't cut my top just steal it and the, you know this nimrod was so stupid they cut the top of my car then stole the change I mean imagine how stupid they must have felt after they cut the top and realized it was unlocked he wanted a coke Really badly. Yeah. It was just a bum downtown. But that statement there is talking about what happens if your money disappears. Dear, don't have it all in one basket. The uh, stock market. Has anybody heard of that? Nobody's ever lost money in the stock yeah. market, right? They, they couldn't. So, <laughs> I think it's... Everything a, has risk. You know, hey, absolutely. There's always risk and there's always a chance something could go wrong. But there are ways to mitigate... a lot mitigate. fewer cases of uh, Bitcoins being stolen. There are cash. Absolutely. And there are ways to mitigate this. Any of these things that he's talking about, these fear-mongering reasons... There's ways to pretty much eliminate them from ever happening to you. You just have to be willing to take the steps. And there's an encryption feature right in the Bitcoin wallet program. It's not hard. Free be talk smart. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring us anything you want. 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features waiting for you there. Lots of different stuff uh, is on the site. We give it all away. And that includes the news updates. Of course, if you want to be kept in the loop with what's going on with Free Talk Live, you can follow the news updates via email, Twitter, or Facebook. And you can go to news.freetalklive.com to do that. That's news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for free. If you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, manventureoutpost.com is the place you want to go. They've got all the name brands that you're looking for and, and you know the, for the outdoors enthusiast. And they've got them at some of the best prices you're going to be able to find on the Internet. Every time I go look for anything, whether it's knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, um, you know, camping equipment, boating equipment, whatever it is, I always find that uh, manventureoutpost.com is the lowest price. You may find something individually that they don't have the lowest price on. I'd love to know about it because I haven't heard yet. Uh, manventureoutpost.com, their family um, owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. And you can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. So if you find something that they're not the lowest on, maybe that 5% will make the difference. Coupon code FTL, manventureoutpost.com. All right, let's continue here. We're going to take your calls about what you want, and we'll continue the seven fear-mongering reasons why you should be wary of the Bitcoin in a moment. But first, Chris is with us listening in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Chris. Hey, Ian. uh, I called in once before about Bitcoin. Um, I heard you mention earlier that um, that you only have to back up a wallet once, um, and I just wanted to make sure that listeners knew that that's actually not true. Okay, tell um, me. Yes, um, the uh, the Bitcoin software will pre-generate um, 100 addresses in advance, and so um, basically, once that uh, pool is used up, then you start using new addresses that your old wallet backup doesn't have access to. Have you used so, 100 ad- addresses yet? Uh, I have used uh, probably about five or six hundred at this point. Wow, you're really rocking because I, <laughs> I have used maybe I try to make one for every person. No, with just whom to I'm clarify, there. hold on, you're talking about the addresses that can be used to receive bitcoins. Uh, that that is correct. Got it. Uh, see, I didn't didn't realize that. Now that's not really something that have you made uh, 100 uh, addresses. No, I've to got receive? one for Free Talk Live. I got one for LRN.FM, one for Free Keen, one for you, uh, Mark, and yes. uh, that's you're it. at a half dozen. So you've got probably uh, 10 years to go until you uh, use up that free, <laughs> pre um, pre used one. So what do you do, so what do you recommend as far as backing up? Um, well, it, it's important to note uh, that the client will actually use one of those addresses. Even I will use one or, or zero of those addresses, even when you send money. So I usually recommend that people uh, uh, back up their wallet at a minimum of every fifty incoming or outgoing transactions. So if I were to restore my wallet, let's say I lose my wallet uh, and I haven't backed it up in the last year. Uh, and I pull my old backup, what would happen? Uh, well, it depends uh, how many addresses uh, you've used. Um, if you have wound up using uh, more than 100 new addresses since your old wallet backup, um, then it's a, there's a good chance that a good uh, chunk of your money is going to be stored on addresses that your old backup doesn't have access to. And so you will have access to some fraction of your money. Hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. That'd be bad. 
Yeah, is that information you know real obvious for people? I mean, is it is it encouraged uh, you know within the Bitcoin community? Hey, you need to do this because that was the first time I've heard of that. Uh, yes, um, there's actually a, um, a Bitcoin wiki that's at uh, Bitcoin.it, um, and uh, there is a whole section on uh, best practices. Uh, I forget exactly where it is, but there is a section specifically on backing up and securing your wallet. Wow. Well, thanks for the uh, the clue, man. I really appreciate hearing from you tonight. Anything else you want to share? No problem. How do you, how do you nope, feel about this it. list, by the way, this uh, seven reasons to be wary of the, the Bitcoin? Um, it sounds like an awful lot of BS. Very good. <laughs> thanks yeah, for so, the- uh, well, I was just going to say, so the important thing is to remember just back up like once a month, and then that way you would only lose a f- small fraction instead of the larger fraction. Uh, that would be reasonable depending on your usage pattern. Yep. Very good. Thanks for the clue, man. I really appreciate hearing from you, Chris. Uh, good information. Uh-huh. Very valuable for folks out there. Uh, 855-450-FREE. So if you have a regular backup uh, service or system, uh, then this would be just yeah. something that you'd want to include in that. Well, there's all kinds of programs you can get out there that make uh, you know, like daily, hourly, weekly backups oh, yeah. automatically. And just you know, you just need to get some software like that, have a hard drive or set up one of those cloud services like Dropbox or whatever, and there you go. Done. Problem solved. Good suggestion. Thank you, Chris. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. i got to make a note and do that because it's been a while, I think, since I've, uh, <laughs> I've packed mine up. Uh, so let's continue here. These are the seven reasons why uh, some college professor says you should be wary of the Bitcoin. He says, number five, there's no real need for it. <laughs> and this is the most ridiculous reason of all. Number you five, kids and your fads. Yeah. What actual what actual purpose does Bitcoin serve that isn't already being met by other payment channels? Companies already have wire transfers, checks, prepaid cards, credit card payments, <laughs> PayPal, Google Checkout, Western Union, and of course cash. Bitcoin offers completely anonymous payments, which can be useful for tax avoidance, money laundering, gambling, and other illegal activities. A company that does a large amount of business in Bitcoin. $30 billion worldwide in gambling. In, the, in, in a year. Wait, that's what's out there. That's not what's being done in Bitcoin. Though. No, that's what, right. I mean, you know, the, well, what's the use for it? Yeah. Just if it was just that, it would be incredibly useful. A company that does a large amount of business in Bitcoin beyond what could be accounted for with marketing coolness factor would thus draw attention from regulators, same as a company that does a lot of its business in cash, which has the same benefit of anonymity. So he says there's no real need for it, which of course is completely ignoring the fact that millions of people disagree with him and that yeah. uh, the, you know the fact that bitcoin is is out there and adopted by millions and used on a regular basis by uh, thousands of people every single day probably uh, you can actually look online and you can see the transactions happening they've got a map that you can go to and it's Nuts. it dings at you whenever there's a new bitcoin transaction and it's ding ding yeah. ding I don't ding. Under- I don't understand these little square pieces of paper you got here they're sort of sticky on one side what's the need for that <laughs> who uses that crap yeah, what crazy paper we've anything. got tape what do you need uh, post it notes for crazy Here's kids you kid yeah always <laughs> coming up with new ideas <laughs> And, you know, new ideas don't always end up panning out, but Bitcoin has panned out. It is working. People are adopting it, and they are seeing the value in it, especially as more new Bitcoin-related services come out, like this crazy Bitcoin credit card thing that we were talking about earlier that doesn't even need an internet connection to work. 
you can tr- still transact bitcoins. Like for instance, they were talking about how uh, at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the internet connection was pretty crappy, mm-hmm. and uh, so they they were pointing out that these Bitcoin credit card things that are going to come out, and I forget what the the web URL was for it. It's like bitcoincard.com or something like that. Anyway, these things can interact with one another without having to have yeah. an internet connection. And then eventually, once they get to an internet connection, .org. bitcoincard.org, Card. Org. Uh, once they get to an internet connection, they kind of sync up uh, to the internet. So, yeah, so you just load load coins on and then make the transactions and it sort of saves that transaction until you can sync with uh, your wallet. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's amazing. It's brilliant. Right. I mean, clearly there's a a need for it because people have adopted it. It's a huge upgrade to currency. A huge. Now, I mean, there are some advantages to having dollars in your wallet. It's easy to, for me to say, okay, um, you know, for you you to say, Mark, you owe me $4.50, for me to go in my wallet and pull out $4, $5 or whatever, um, and say, keep it, um, because I can't imagine bothering to try to figure out a change between friends like this. But, um, you know, whereas with Bitcoins, it'd be a little more work for me to go into my phone and go into my Bit Spinner, Bitcoin Spinner, I believe is what it's called, in order to transfer the Bitcoins to you. I'd have to do the math. Mine's called figure. blockchain. But yeah, it's a, it's not that much more work, though. It's not I mean, that much more. You get one of those little QR codes up on your screen. I scan that thing, and boom, I can send you the Bitcoin. It's not that much more. But, and, and things will get faster and better with Bitcoins. Bitcoin dollars have had, uh, you know, how long, uh, you know, to, to get better? Bitcoins have had two years. 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Puke. And Mark. Puke is here courtesy of pukeandthegang.com. That's his podcast, and you can go and hear him and the gang. Don't Uh, let your kids listen, though. Unless you're a really cool parent. (laughs) Or you want to raise horrible little children. (laughs) Because this is, you know, my show that I do with Andrew and a bunch of other Liberty folk like yourself, Ian, you've been on there as a guest. Uh, Yeah, I'll be on It's very adult-oriented. It is. Uh, And what is the tagline? It's uh, the show for grumpy young men? Grumpy young men. We like to complain about things. But now there's a woman on your show, so what are you going to do about that? Crap. Hadn't thought about that. That doesn't mean, just because it's for grumpy young men does not mean that it is... Oh, it's a good point. It has yeah. all, all uh, grumpy young men on it. I actually have is been it the show for or by? No, it's for, okay, for four. grumpy young men. Um, grumpy young women, too, if they want to be, but uh, we're just some sort of curmudgeon-y guys. You know, we like to find the uh, the faults in things that are funny, and uh, I have actually been thinking about changing the tagline to something more like the only hilarious libertarian podcast there is or something like that <laughs> it may be true wheels now, off liberty is done yeah they uh they sadly went away and so i don't know of any other really uh either. humor-based libertarian or liberty-oriented podcasts 
Don't yeah, look don't at me. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of anything. Eight five five. I try to be funny. What do you want from me? Yeah, I Mark, got, Mark does. I have best. the straightest straight man in the world. Like, he doesn't even know what funny is. So I, I, I can't know. believe he's inviting me back. Actually, I'm going to be on puking the gang tomorrow. Oh well, how could we not have our fearless overlord leader on? <laughs> Let's continue. Gotta get here. our marching orders. Somehow. We'll take your calls about what you want here. 855 450 free. We still have two more reasons, by the way, in these seven reasons to be wary of the Bitcoin. We'll get to that in a moment. Andrew is in Milwaukee because you can bring up anything you want here. Andrew, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Puke and Mark. Hi, guys. Thanks hey, Andrew. Welcome, sir. Hearing? Yep, go ahead. Uh, well, I just had a little humorous uh, anecdote apropos of your guest host. Uh, I don't know if y'all have heard about the uh, controversy surrounding Chick-fil-A and them being basically a kind of Christian, somewhat anti-gay business. They are a very Christian business. They They close on Sunday. We actually talked about this uh, briefly last night. One of their executives uh, came out and essentially made anti-gay statements uh, supporting the traditional family. And Chick-fil-A does this and that, and we support uh, the biblical—I think we said that we support the biblical— definition of a family i believe is something uh, a paraphrase of uh, of what he said and your thoughts go ahead well exactly that's the background i was going to give and then what happened today is the uh the former governor who i had the privilege of growing up under as uh, someone who's gay mike huckabee uh announced a national day to rally and go eat a kfc or something or not kfc chick-fil-a uh or something to that effect and i just thought it was uh rather funny that a guy who before he ran for president was only famous for losing 200 pounds and writing a book called quit Griving, quit digging your grave with a knife and fork mm. is telling everybody to go eat chick-fil-a isn't his show bombing did i hear that his show oh. is bombing he's he, up against limbaugh i mean what, how could he do anything but catch fire well that's not true mark i mean plenty of local hosts are very competitive against rush limbaugh yeah but you're na- he's national I mean, that doesn't mean he couldn't outcompete Rush Limbaugh. I mean, you're only the king of the hill for so long. He's just—he's not a talk he's show not doing host. anything different, though. I don't know. I, I his his show is being marketed as uh, what is it like? Not angry or something like that, right? Like, <laughs> not angry. What's the fun a, in that? Well, he's kind of a more like you know George Bush compassionate conservative. He was a preacher in Texarkana, with the town I was born at. Before well, he apparently, he's not compassionate toward gay people. Well, my thoughts uh, were basically to the effect of, I don't really care that much about it. Chick-fil-A hasn't offended me to the degree of, say, the Boy Scouts, and they make tasty chicken. But it's kind of a good exercise of the free market and reputation, and uh, that's pretty much my thoughts, and I'll uh, let it go with that. You know, the uh, statement from Chick-fil-A after their uh, executive put his foot in his mouth, uh, so to speak, the statement from Chick-fil-A was like, well, we'll serve anybody who from any creed, any race, any this and that, sexual orientation. So they kind of tried yeah. to cover their tracks on that. God doesn't hate money. Right. Yeah. They want. They still want your business, but there's no. it's not a secret that Chick-fil-A is a very ultra-religious-based uh, organization. Mark, you were, I don't think you said this on the air last night, but we were talking about it off the air, uh, that apparently in order to get your own Chick-fil-A franchise, you have to be like a devoted zealot to I believe A friend of mine was going in. You know, he'd worked for a Chick-fil-A and gone into business and something like that. He said there was some kind of vetting process mm-hmm. for your, um, you know, for your, your, your Christian uh, cred. By the way, they've gone oh. after some guy in uh, Vermont who's making "Eat More Kale" T-shirts, as uh, you know, saying that he's uh, he's biting off their "Eat More Chicken" thing. I don't know. Or eat more, <laughs> yeah, eat more chicken. How many shirts has yeah. this guy sold? 
I don't know, but I mean, not enough to, for it to make any more different. Yeah, well, different. Like I said, God loves well, money, and he's litigious, apparently. But he won't do it on well, Sunday. <laughs> intellectual property stuff. But uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. Hey, Andrew, thanks for uh, bringing that up. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So uh, we can talk more about this eat more kale thing here in a little bit. I want to make sure we get through the uh, seven reasons to be afraid of the Bitcoin. This is from NetworkWorld.com, essentially a hit piece against Bitcoin by somebody defending the old ways. Uh, number six, it's volatile. According to the ex self-styled expert, uh, the uh, the academic from a university, Mr. Vins, he says Bitcoin has fluctuated greatly during its short history, up to a high of around thirty dollars, and down to its current value of around five. Well, this, by the way, this article was published uh, July twenty third, and its current value has not been around five for quite a while. So this article must been writing been, it for a while. Yeah, must have been being worked on for a while. Uh, this is a significantly higher volatility than almost any national currency. For well, example, this is an unfair. Uh, go ahead, I'll let you finish. For example, the euro has vacillated between a dollar twenty and a dollar sixty over the past five years. The fact that Bitcoin has survived despite these fluctuations is a sign of its resilience, says Vince. But it's also bad news for companies that want to do business in it, since these fluctuations make it difficult to set prices. Okay, great. Um, so first <laughs> off, the euro, <laughs> the euro is like a fiat currency. They they say, well, this is what it's worth. They started out at something, and this is what it's worth. Bitcoin depends on adoption and what people are willing, supply and demand, essentially. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to start at zero and work their way up. The people that started out put $50,000 into Bitcoin back when Bitcoins were worth point, you know, point 0.1 cent made a lot of money okay um but you know the ones that are that put it in at 30 dollars they've lost money but there was only one incident over the course of basically a month where bitcoin shot up to 30 dollars and came back down if you eliminate that one month from bitcoin's you know 24 month history or whatever it is i don't know exactly what it is but you'll see that bitcoin just steadily progresses upward basically so as far as the volatility goes there have been a little bit of bumping along the way in the last week or two but it's nothing it, i mean the volatility isn't that incredible if, if you just remove that one incident how do uh, uh oil companies gas companies know what price to set their gas at that's going up and down all the damn time so sure. they figured it out well it's based on what somebody's selling it at right i mean you uh, you want to try to make money on it so whatever price you're sold uh it's sold to you at you want to hopefully price it above that a little bit yeah and uh, so people figure out prices uh, based on a variety of different factors. And, you know, if, if Bitcoin makes you uncomfortable, then don't get involved in it. But for the rest of us, we think it's just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And it is uh, it's exciting and it's uh, it's it's got a big future, I think, uh, ahead of it. But number seven, here is the final reason to be wary of the Bitcoin. Bitcoin is unfair. Wow. Unfair. Really? Traditional <laughs> government-backed currencies are created when banks loan out money for new homes, business expansion, or to pay for college educations. Actions which increase the money supply but also grow the economy. Virtu- right. Creating more money grows the economy. Keynesian, right? That's stupid. Right. Well, that's that's yeah. the yeah, it is absolutely Keynesian um, in, in its belief, but it makes no really how does creating more money grow the economy? There's more numbers. There's that's wealth. Growth. That's wealth growth, exists yeah. in real life. Wealth uh, is stuff, things that you can touch and hold. Well, that's not true. 
Uh, wealth can be other things as well. Uh, for instance, the fact that you have the ability to heat or cool a house is uh, is wealth. Uh, the fact that sure, but you need a fuel to do that, and you can touch that, right? I get I get where you're coming from. Some would say that wealth is defined. Wealth uh, is what um, is wealth is your your amount of wealth is how long you can go without earning your next paycheck. There you go. Um, that's the best way to define wealth for your sort of you know real life usage. Wealth can also be peace of mind and you know a, a variety of other things. Fine. Um, it's you know if you, you're going to purchase that, that's fine. But um, it doesn't. I don't. I'm, I don't know that you can call that wealth. Um, but. You know, have you thrown me off the track here by saying no? Money is a quantum uh, is a way to store wealth. It is a way to transfer wealth. Yeah. So by printing more dollars, yes, you create wealth in the hands of the people that printed the dollars. But they steal wealth from everybody else who had a dollar before you made it. You made it. Basic supply and demand. Pretty much. I don't know it? that it, you know. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's basic robbery. Let's continue in moments. There's a little bit more to his complaint that Bitcoin's unfair. And we'll tell you what happened with a demo who was supposed to have a court hearing today. It was absolutely ludicrous. I'll explain. 855-450-FREE. You take control. Hour 3's next. Free Talk Live. I've been told no in many different ways. I give you an order and you're going to obey it. Who told you to go this way? You can do that and you have to leave here. You cannot bring Simon to the rally. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm comfortable here, actually. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 hey. Who do you think you Excuse are? Excuse me. There is no video or audio allowed in this office. No, I have work today. This is... You ain't gonna make... Wait, no, now. Wait a minute. Whoa. Hey! Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Why are you running from me? Bureaucrats have a funny way of telling people no. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Coming this summer, Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. See the trailer now at victimlesscrimespree.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site for free, so head over there. Enjoy them on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Puke. And Mark. And uh, our number, 855-450-FREE. Coming up, the latest on Ademo, who is a friend of mine and also co-host of Free Talk Live. He, up until just recently, had been our Tuesday night co-host. And unfortunately, the reason why he's not anymore is because he's in a jail cell. And he's actually awaiting trial right now on three felony wiretapping charges. We'll give you the latest on what's going on with him here in a little bit. But we have been, throughout the most of the show, actually been talking about a, a hit piece against the Bitcoin over at NetworkWorld.com. It has been an absolutely outrageous piece that is just based in lies, misinformation, half-truths, and fear-mongering tactics. Now, there's some truth in, uh, in here, and there's some legitimate concern, like, you know, buyer beware. This is a new currency. You don't know what's going to happen with the, uh, the value. 
And similarly, you don't really know what's going to happen with the value of any other investment or anything else you put your money into out there. Uh, so some of the concerns that he has kind of apply across the board to currency. And he's, you know, the concern is, well, you might lose your Bitcoin wallet. Uh, there's scam artists out there. Uh, you, you know, you got to be careful. You That's go not here. perfect. You can go here the archive of uh, Free Talk Live. Uh, a little later this evening, it'll be up at uh, freetalklive.com for free. Absolutely, and you can get in. We'll get into all the details there, and that's what we've done throughout the show tonight. But we are on number seven of the seven reasons to be wary of the Bitcoin. And this is according to uh, NetworkWorld.com that interviewed a uh, economics professor, basically a business, uh, some business school character from Arizona, and uh, he is very afraid of the Bitcoin, or at least he wants you to be afraid of the Bitcoin, and that's because he's essentially carrying water for uh, the old system if i can't buy a bow tie with it i don't want it you probably could buy a bow tie uh, spendbitcoins.com <laughs> will allow you to do that uh, to buy anything that amazon that sounds sells. scary well that's what he's trying to do he's like trying it. to scare people about the bitcoin here because it's scary to him because he is a defender of the old ways. He's a defender yeah. of the status quo. He's a defender of government currencies. He's a, an academic. His career is based on defending you know, the old system and keeping people locked in it. Yeah, instead of you know, being the type of professor that might realize this is an evolution of the economics that he's you know, s- s- supposedly studies, he's just basically saying, like, this is stupid. You know, My like, textbooks say this is a bad currency. Yeah, it's a good thing scientists don't say stuff like that too often. They're all like, yeah, I mean, what, where would we be with science if all the professors said, bah, right. that's new and dumb and I don't like it. Yeah, scientists love new ideas, but they also like to test those new ideas and, yeah. and check them against one another. And, and find out if they actually work on like just poo-pooing them because they're new and weird. Yep, this guy's just a curmudgeon. Anyway, uh, so let's go here. His uh, seventh and final reason is that Bitcoin's unfair. He says that traditional government-backed currencies are created when banks loan out money for new homes, business expansion, or to pay for college educations. And that's true. And I don't know how many people realize that about government uh, currency. Yeah, it's true that the government the Federal Reserve uh, can print out money. And of course, some would point out the Federal Reserve's a private bank, but it's inherently tied in with the state. Uh, that they can print out money. That's true. They can do that. But most of the money that's put in the money supply isn't from the actual printing process. It's from the process of loaning. Yeah. Uh, when the when banks, this was something I didn't learn until probably like five years ago. Banks, when they when you sign your name on loan paperwork, you are authorizing that bank to create money in your name. Yeah, they're creating the money. Now, I guess that the money is the bank is then responsible for the money to the Federal Reserve because at that point it's created. But yeah, that's how the money is created. Well, remember when the 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 loan gets paid off, the money is no longer there. So it's important for them to have loans going out and, you know, all fresh loans happening at all times in order to continue putting a new money into circulation. And this was what really is the problem and what creates bubbles. And now, if you think about this for a second, if you borrow money that's in real life rather than money that's created through, through borrowing, if, for instance, I borrow money from you, Ian, in order to buy a house, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to lend it to me at 3.5% or whatever the bank's going to lend it at because it's just not worth it to you to do that you're like what in the that's just not worth it i'll do it for 10 right then you'll find out the real value of money 
Because money right now is incredibly cheap because the government just wants to print as much as it can to get itself out of all the trouble that it's uh, created. And that's not that's not a moral value of money. What we need to know is we need to have a moral value of money. That way people have people know what a dollar's worth. If you don't know what a dollar's worth, you're not going to treat it properly and you're going to make all kinds of bad decisions. You know, Businesses are going to borrow too much. They're going to get too much uh, stuff. And uh, then when the, the bubble pops, then people get people get broke. And that stinks. It's terrible to treat people that way. You want to talk about unfair? Let's look at the fractional reserve banking process. Unfair? Here's how that works. The banks, they get money in their vault. And the Federal Reserve tells them, hey, you can go ahead and loan out Nine times the amount of money that you actually have. You can loan money you don't have to people. It's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, well, it's pretty cool for, for the, the banks. banks. Yeah. But you want to talk about unfair. Uh, so to suggest that Bitcoin's unfair in the face of this insane system that essentially puts all the power in the bank's hands and gives them Every possible benefit you can imagine, the ability to, which is what the definition of fractional reserve banking is, is that, oh, you only have X amount on reserve, so you can loan out a boatload more than that. You only need to keep a fraction of the amount that you're loaning out. Because they know that most people aren't going to go and run on the bank. They're not going to go and cash in. They're not going to go and pull all the money out. Most people that have bank accounts aren't going to just walk in one day and everybody all at once come in and, and withdraw their money. They know that's the case, and they, they, uh, they bank on that, so to speak. And it's a huge scam. I mean, just from top to bottom, the, the, the whole banking system's a huge scam. But no, Bitcoin's mm-hmm. unfair. Yeah. So the remainder of his statement is as follows he says virtual currencies because he's kind of comp- he's combining uh his comparison with uh, he's saying that bitcoin is is uh, is lesser than not just government currencies but also these virtual currencies and uh, he says they're backed by companies or organizations that are issued to reward players for in-game performance or to reward customers for purchases or are sold directly to users bitcoins are created when users run complex algorithms on their computers with fewer and fewer bitcoins generated as time goes on Anyone who got into Bitcoin... Not really true. The same amount of Bitcoins are going to be uh, generated in the same amount of time. They're just going to be dispersed between as many people as are um, doing the mining. So therefore, uh, if more people do the mining, then yes, fewer and fewer people will get them. But if they all quit except for one dude, then um, you know, then that guy's going to get all the Bitcoins that are created. But it's certainly true that at a certain point, it was 21 million, I think, was the number, yep. that Bitcoins are done. They're not I going don't think to... anybody that's alive today is likely to be alive at that time, at least not under the current human life. Lifestyle. I think it might be 2140 or something like that is when it ends. Benjamin Joff, the head of digital. Let's just be clear. If you're going to make these uh, critiques about Bitcoin, let's do them properly. Benjamin Joff, the head of digital strategy consultancy plus eight star, whatever the hell that is, says <laughs> anyone who's got into Bitcoin at the very beginning can be theoretically rich with very little effort. In addition, some people might be able to create wealth out of thin air. Actually, other- at some point, the, uh, the Bitcoins will reduce from 50 coins to, per block to, to 25 coins per block. Sorry about that. In addition, some people might be able to create wealth out of thin air out of other people's efforts by way of botnet networks. So people don't currently make uh, money out of thin air, um, out of other people's efforts now with uh, the current currencies as they exist. Look what the government does. I mean, when they print money, they're not making wealth out of thin air. He was just talking about that being an advantage. So that's it. Uh, There's uh, the Bitcoin seven reasons to be wary. One more point on this, uh, this 
idea of creating bitcoins from thin air. Uh, yeah, you can mine bitcoins. We talked about this last night. How uh, there's a mining process, and that you know you've uh, it's. I, there's actually an email I got about it, but uh, so I don't I don't know a whole lot about how exactly the mining process works. But essentially, you're when you take gold out of the earth, you're not really creating wealth from thin air. You're no. taking a resource that's stored somewhere, yeah. and, and you're putting, putting it into circulation. So yeah, there's effort involved, and similarly, there's effort involved in mining bitcoins as well. So it's not like somebody's just hitting a keystroke on their you know their computer and then. Whoop, yeah, like All the, the feds do. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. Hey, college students. The Independent Institute in Oakland, California is putting on the Challenge of Liberty seminar this summer. You can spend a week connecting with other liberty-minded students from around the world, attending seminars with libertarian luminaries, and grappling with pressing issues facing the world's economy and its people. Go to seminar.freetalklive.com. It's $195 for the class and $300 for the room and meals at the beautiful Notre Dame de Nemours University in Belmont, California. Seminar.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. We have a lot of different features, including the mobile site. If you've got a smartphone and would like quick access to our live streams, you can go to m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. That's m freetalklive.com. You get the live stream links there and also links to the software that you'll need to listen if you don't happen to already have that on your phone. So m.freetalklive.com here tonight. It's Ian. Puke. And Mark. We're going to go right into your phone calls here. You can bring up anything that you want. And then coming up, we'll give you the latest on a demo from coplock.org. He is sitting in a jail cell right now awaiting trial for wiretapping charges. Uh, we will go to first, though, uh, William is in Dallas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, William. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I'd like to start out by just saying, like, you guys have been getting a lot of comment, compliments on your business model as far as people calling in to talk about whatever. Okay. And I have to I have to second that, you know, second or third that compliment. Thanks. Oh, gosh. Really Thanks. You're Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay. Okay. So I was listening to yesterday's... Uh, uh, podcast, and you guys were talking about y'all be- briefly mentioned, and I haven't finished it. Y'all briefly mentioned uh, the Chick Fil A guy speaking out against gay marriage. Yeah. And I heard my wife was telling me something about Chicago blocked them from opening business there, or something, and the Muppets and all that stuff. Yeah, this is all kind yeah. of mixed up together. Yeah, and, and I'm just going with what I heard. I haven't listened to it mm-hmm. all. But here's what I have. Here's what I have to say. I don't understand why people are so obsessed with that subject. I feel like it's a great distraction among others. And one of the reasons why I say so, like, a lot of people use the religious argument, you know, God is, or marriage is between Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, right? Yep. It rhymes. So it's a nice Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. If, if the state of Texas or the state of whoever can marry a marry a dude and a dude and you don't believe that that's acceptable in god's eyes are you suggesting that uh uh the state has bypassed god and 
uh, now you have to accept that marriage or whatever. You, you see what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, what difference does it make uh, to you if uh, if the state recognizes it or not? It has nothing to do with what God recognizes, right? Yeah, to me, it's kind of like an argument of this. Like, if I was Baptist, and uh, you were a friend of mine, and uh, uh, a Methodist priest married or uh, baptized you, uh, why would I be so concerned about it? Like, you know what I mean? If I truly believe that a Methodist can't, baptize you because he's not Baptist, why am I going to sit there and get all upset about it? People are uh, are very, you know, they're busybodies, and they are very concerned with how other people behave, and I think it's a huge problem. I think that... That's pretty uh, much... That's pretty much it. It just doesn't make sense to me why you got to sit there and. That's because you know, you're one of those kind of people who's just, hey, live life how you want and uh, leave people alone. That you're one of those kind of people, whereas these other folks, they just can't get enough of telling other folks how to live. Well, yeah, like if I'm Christian and married to my wife and I feel like we have a holy matrimony, and next door, I'm just making this example up, if they're, you know, a gay couple got married next door. I don't understand how that affects me personally. It doesn't. Right. I mean, it's not like anything different going on in that house than what's going on there before they get married. I mean, you know, oh, exactly. <laughs> this is the thing is, you know, here's a surprise to all the Christians who are worried about this is, hey, there's gay people living in your town humping right now. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> oh, but if they get married, then one of them can get life insurance. Right. Oh, you know, no. Seems to be what it's about. And by the way, I'm I'm actually offended by the fact that my employer or or another employer is not just mine, but you know, how come I can't just tell an employer that I'm married? Why does he or that why does that employer now it's a personal choice, it's a private business, but I'm talking about in in the whole scheme of things, a lot a lot of corporations, they want to see that legal document oh, yeah. from the state of Texas or whatever it is that says you guys are married and that and before they, they won't give my wife or girlfriend or whatever benefits until they see that. Well, that's the problem anyway. with the, the marriage system. That's not a problem with gays or straights or any of that nonsense. That's the problem with the government saying, okay, you are now allowed to have this you know, title that is married to some other person. But, bottom line, why are people focused on uh, marriage being a political issue whenever they should be focused on that the government shouldn't be involved in marriage in any way, form, or fashion? You nailed it. Thanks for the call, William. I appreciate Thanks. hearing from you tonight at 855-450-FREE. You know, the, I think the license itself is an exclusionary thing. Mm. Uh, a marriage license is in, you know, it started out as an exclusionary thing. It was wi- most widely adopted after the Civil War when black people could, could possibly marry white people and they didn't want this happening so they made an exclusionary document now it's still exclusionary it's just exclusionary in a different fashion right the more things change the more they stay the same it's the same thing with business licensing as well i mean a lot of these business owners that have been licensed by the government for a long time they resent the idea that somebody else would start up their own business and not get licensed. They get very upset about that. They'll call the state and they'll oh, snitch yeah. on a competitor yeah. who doesn't have the license. Hey, you're not a barber because you aren't licensed. It's the same thing here. You're not married because you're not straight.
straight or you don't you know you don't you can't have this permission slip because you aren't as good as we are and really it's a very uh superiority complex kind of thing like essentially these people are looking down their nose oh those gay people well they're different from us uh, straight couples even though i'm sure there are a lot of uh, very similar relationship issues that are had uh between gay couples as there are uh, straight couples and it's religion it doesn't make sense yeah there's no logic doesn't have to (laughs) doesn't have to so who knows why they hate him? Yeah, it's just it's just horrible, and I'm glad there are people like William uh, out there who just many of them leave wouldn't say alone. that they hate anybody. They just you know marriage is between one man and one woman. That's what it's defined as. That's true. You know, and that's fine and dandy, but the fact is is that these civil unions haven't been accepted in the same way that marriage is accepted, and it doesn't come. You know, I mean, there's there's difficulties that gays are having in being um, accepted as being married with these civil unions. And that's why New Hampshire's legislature, you know, made it so that gays can marry in this state, and it's called marriage. You know, and good for them. And it survived a, an onslaught by the uh, the prudes who wanted to abolish sure that. They wanted to change it into uh, civil unions, and uh, it stuck as marriage. So yep. I was glad to Every see that. Every time they come, and they the get poked in their eye. The Republicans voted uh, for gay marriage. Yeah, in this state, Republicans vote for gay marriage. Yep. Not all of them, but a good amount of them. Yeah, did. a lot of them did. Stop a big it. deal. Nixon, Illinois, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Puke and Mark. Hi. Uh, huge fan of Puke and the Gang. I've been listening since even before when they were just the internet-only Sunday show on Free Talk Live. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Thanks. Just shows bad taste. <laughs> it does, but I still appreciate it all the same. Well, they need people with bad taste, otherwise <laughs> the show doesn't go anywhere. They started out roughly, but they've only gotten better with time. I bet that is true, like a fine wine. It's, yeah. it's like cheap also, beer. Have you, ever the, have you ever noticed that the third seat microphone, uh, when it's drawn up to the co-host's face, forms an A with the crossbar of the peace symbol back there? So that's like a combination between the peace symbol and the anarchy symbol. I've never noticed it, but then again, nope. I'm not viewing the we camera. We don't watch the game. Oh, yeah. Hey, Nick, you can <laughs> hang on. I know you had something else you want to talk about. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Puke is here from Puke and the Gang. Go to pukeinthegang.com. To get a show that's far more zany and outrageous uh, than this one. Uh, 855-450-FREE. It's free talk live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love, but make sure you give three bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. SACL CAI, what is it? SACL CAI is a company that handles account receivable. If you've got a business and you got into that business to do that business and not to collect on bills and do all the things that come with accounts receivable, SACL CAI can take that arduous and vexing task out of your hands and do a fine job with it. Their employees are trained in treating your customers with respect because they know that how they treat your customer reflects on you. They record every call, 
and have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page, SACL CAI. Let's go right back into your phone calls, your thoughts. Nick is in Illinois. You're back on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Nick. Hi. You might have noticed lately that we're in a bit of an economic pause. In fact, just the other day on the Rachel Maddow show, they showed a chart showing how after the first year of Obama's presidency, which is the amount of time Mitt Romney said it takes before you can really judge the effects of a president's policies, which is why they were doing that, uh, the economy has been overall improving according to whatever numbers they were using. I don't, I don't really trust the government numbers anyway. But according to Peter Schiff, uh, who made a, who's been making new predictions about the fate of the economy, the current economic pause is actually the, the beginning of a material slowdown or recession uh, into year-end. And at that point, the Federal Reserve will unleash a third round of quantitative easing, weakening yep. the dollar without jump-starting the economy. And it says here in this news piece that I'm reading that, according to Schiff, uh, as a result of the dollar weakness, import prices will rise, suppressing the margins of corporate uh, America, leading to heavy layoffs, sending millions of workers into unemployment, uh, banks will fail, housing will collapse, and taxes will be raised in a futile effort to give the tapped-out government the capital to try yet more futile stimulus. So, getting oh, the world's going to end on December 21st. What's he talking about? <laughs> yeah, no worries. Yeah. So Schiff says that's when it's really going to get interesting because that's when we hit our real fiscal cliff when we're going to have to slash government spending, uh, much like in Greece. No, they won't slash any government now, spending. They're going to print, print, print. Now, Schiff was able to predict the housing bubble, but nobody's able to predict anything 100% of the time. I mean, I don't... Right. No, sh- Go ahead. Yeah, well, it, he says, alternatively, we can bail everybody out, pretend we can print our way out of a crisis, and instead we have hyperinflation. So he's giving a sort of two two paths that it could go there. I suppose it could. Um, I mean, you know, it's possible that they're able to keep the balls in the air. And I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I just don't know. I I, I, I hesitate considering any one person to be the, the end all of it, um, be all of experts. Uh, absolutely. But at the very least, uh, this will be something else that uh, that we can check for shifts records yeah and because, and, you know, he, and shift is i i would you know i i believe him more than i believe most yeah well the thing about peter Schiff's uh, original prediction that he made back in 2007 about the coming collapse is that you know it's, it's one thing to say the economy will collapse it's another thing to describe like in very minute detail mm-hmm. and if you go find clips online for for you know the meme peter Schiff was right you'll see all these clips that give excruciating detail about what was going to happen and what did happen. Sure. Yeah, he talked about you know housing. He talked about uh, he even you know predicted like the rise in the price of gold, and the, even the stock that he picked uh, like doubled in value since the time that he recommended it. At that, well, at that sure, time. that's if you're searching for but, Peter Schiff was right. What happens if you search for Peter Schiff was wrong? I mean, people that make predictions for a living tend to be wrong way more often than they are right. And of course, they only want you to remember the predictions they made that actually came true. Yeah, that is a good point, and that is something that I do keep in mind. Uh, I really don't know how to measure, uh, like, I'm, I'm not always sure what is the acceptable level of uh, of preciseness in a prediction in order to say, yeah, you got it totally right for totally the right reasons instead of saying that it was a stroke of luck. 
I don't, I'm not going to call it a stroke of luck. I think that generally Austrian economics and Peter Schiff being one of the greatest proponents of that, uh, you know, sort of on a, uh, you know, Ron Paul and Peter Schiff, they, they're, they're getting a lot of press and, and I think they deserve it. But I don't think that Austrian economics has been able to sort of predict with, uh, you know, as far as the timing goes, what's well, right and what's wrong. Well, it doesn't even try to. Right, but P- I mean, Peter Austrian Schiff did. Economics. You're saying Austrian economics didn't, doesn't, but Peter Schiff is saying, oh, the end of the year. Uh, well, that's a pretty specific prediction, and I yeah, think that is. these uh, wizards at the Federal Reserve and the, you know, the government money people, they have some tricks up their sleeve that uh, right. they're not idiots. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't like the, you know, the way they go about creating money, but they're not morons. They know how to manipulate. Yeah, they've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Look, Nick, mark your calendar uh, for the end of the year, and if we're all still here after December 21st, give us a call on that last week <laughs> of the year, and we'll see how things are going and how the predictions did, and uh, you can recap them for us then. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's go to Amanda, listening in Charleston to WVTS on the FM side. Hey, Amanda. Hello. Hey, you're on the air. Go ahead with your thoughts. Um, well, uh, I just kind of wanted to say uh, congratulations um, and you know, great show to you, compete in the gang. Oh, well, thank you. And uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you, uh, I'm, I'm drop girl. <laughs> yes, this is Amanda who uh, loves to find drops for our show. One of the things we do different from Free Talk Live is we actually have the you have the a production drop. value. Yeah, well, <laughs> sort of. We we do the drops, the silly noises, the fun little things, and Amanda loves. Taking inappropriate things and sending them to us. Little you clips. guys actually clip your own show, or I guess Amanda does for you. She and, does a lot uh, for us. She's, and so she, you guys have clips of so, your own people on your show saying silly yeah, things. Yeah, we say, like we're having a conversation and somebody will say something like, something inappropriate that I can't say, but it's funny. Because right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of an example. I, I have a drop that says, I love Nazis, and it's fun to play it in, uh, right. in opportune times, but... Uh, Amanda's a big fan, so thanks for that, Amanda. Hey, that's cool. So you get to listen to Puke and the gang on the internet and Free Talk Live on the radio because you're listening to WPTS in Charleston. Crossover. I like it. (laughs) Anything else you want to share tonight? Or did you just call to gush all over Puke? Because you can't call Puke live during Puke and the gang. Yeah, no, we don't have phones. No, I I actually had a a conversation changer, Um, (laughs) something I've never uh, written to the show about, but um, they talk about a lot, is... uh, I was also, as Andrew put it, a former Jehovah's Witness. A Jehovah's Witness? <laughs> no, Jehovah's. no, no. The, uh... What? <laughs> Please explain. Um, it's the, uh, he talks about his parents being, um, you know, the uh, Worldwide Church of God. Uh, Andrew called it Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, no, Andrew the, is one of your co-hosts on Puke in the Game. Yeah, Andrew 280, who's been on FTL as well, and my re, my childhood and revolved around this crazy religion that was sort of Jewish, sort yeah, of mine. Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> Wait, yours did? So. Yeah, mine. Tell me this religion. Yeah. I do not understand. It was called yeah. the Worldwide Church of God. And what is that? It was a Protestant <laughs> church that was more uh, Old Testament than it was new. Okay. We didn't eat pork. We went to church on Saturdays. We couldn't watch TV during the Sabbath, which was sundown Friday, to sun up. Or, no, sorry. Yeah, sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. Uh, yeah. It sucked, and I hated my childhood. <laughs> yep. Me are, your too. Parents, are your parents still involved? I think, my I father. Think the is. only difference uh, between uh, your described experience and mine was that uh, I did not have to attend church because there wasn't anything like that in my area. So, well, kind of lucked thing. out on that. Oh, I bet there's all kind of crazy religions <laughs> down there in West Virginia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> 
I, uh, I didn't have experience with any of those, but we just, it was kind of the home practice. I was not forced to go to a church or anything, but uh, it still sucked. Amanda, thanks for the call tonight. <laughs> Glad you had the chance to uh, to talk to Puke. Hopefully we'll have him on again sooner rather than later, and I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Yeah, 855-450-FREE. Mike is on the line listening to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? Just great. What's on your mind? Good. Hey, I'm sorry to change the subject on you, but you I want to apologize. recall That's something. how the show works. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then I don't. Good. <laughs> but I wanted to uh, bring up something that you guys had uh, talked about last week, and that was the progressive insurance's uh, little paddler that they hook up to your car, yeah, and then they uh, adjust your rates accordingly. Yeah, that thing. And I saw, I saw a commercial for this thing. Over Hold the, the line. I want to hear about it. I want to hear, hear what you have to say. More in moments with Mike in California. 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You may bring up whatever's on your mind. We'll try to sneak you in here in the remaining moments, which are next on Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Maybe enough time for you and your thoughts at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And, of course, you can join us over at freetalklive.com. You know, we mentioned earlier the news updates. Uh, You can follow us via Twitter, also Facebook, and the uh, email option as well. And we've been kind of experimenting uh, this week with Twitter. Uh, we've hired a, an expert uh, consultant to come in and try to show us uh, how to work this their Twitter thing. Yeah, and uh, the, <laughs> the amount we're paying her is just insulting, so I don't know if I call it higher. <laughs> yeah, she's really awesome. Uh, anyway, it's Carrie from uh, the Content Factory, and she has been uh, – she's going to be helping us try to – She was to, the lady that, that managed to get on and mention the Free State Project on, on CNN. Fox News and, and CNN. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so anyway – We've been one of the things we've been promoting on Twitter and Facebook this week is what's going on with a demo. And I said I was going to get into detail about that. I'm going to have to hold the detail at least till tomorrow night of what happened today with the ridiculous uh, court hearing that we attended, or at least we attempted to attend today, but they changed on us. Uh, We can tell you more about that. But what I wanted to make sure we did tonight was to ask those of you who are of the Twitter type, those of you who appreciate Twitter and are following us on Twitter to go and uh, find a reporter on Twitter or find their email address, maybe a local reporter or somebody nationwide that you know of, and tip them off about the press release that we posted to uh, Twitter and also to our Facebook page. So if you go to twitter.freetalklive.com or facebook.freetalklive.com, there's a press release about a demo. Right. Uh, It's the top item on our Facebook page. On Twitter, it's a couple uh, items down. And uh, give them the link to that press release, uh, and then hopefully they will, uh, you know, p- pick that up. Ask and, them, to, tell them to write a story about it. You yeah. know, uh, like, tweet, and and they they should because it's all about 
press freedom. I mean, Adamo's looking at 20 plus years in prison because he interviewed some government bureaucrats on the telephone, told them they were being interviewed for a news article, and then they got all uppity when they found out he was recording the call and they charged him with three felonies. Uh, mm. She's also asking, uh, ask, well, we're asking you to like, tweet, and uh, comment on any articles that have been published about the Adamo situation. So therefore, the reporters that are looking into maybe reporting on it will see that it's a subject that engages the audience. Now, unfortunately, right now, there aren't very many articles about this. She's telling us that the press release that went out is one of the, the most widely viewed, if not the most widely viewed press release she's ever sent out. And she does this as a you know, profession. She does PR work as huh. a profession. This, this lady knows what she's doing. But uh, for whatever reason thus far, the people that are opening this press release, that are reading the press release, that are viewing the video that is associated with it, they haven't written their own articles yet. And maybe mm-hmm. that's because they're doing their research and they're, you know, writing, you know, they're, they're taking time to sculpt this. So in the meantime, the more attention that can be given to whatever articles that are out there, uh, the better. So there's one over at freekeen.com. Uh, if you search for Adam Miller, M-U-E-L-L, L E R on uh, Google News. You'll see the free Keen's the only one that uh, that comes up uh, at this point. In and time. if you do the uh, the Twitter, you know, do you guys do you guys have a hashtag for that yet? You could do a free a demo. There you go. Thank hashtag you for- free a demo. Make sure you put that in there. Or like now, it's always one word though, right? The hashtags yep. are always one it's word. One word. Like uh, if you if you do the hashtag symbol and you use Twitter, you know what that means. Oftentimes, stuff like Free Talk Live will pop up, or if it's trending, it'll pop up. So, so what you should do then is get the link to the article. Yep. The uh, to the press release, tweet about that and use the hashtag yes. in that tweet. Correct. So That's correct. Tweet about the link to the. See, I'm getting this. Yeah. Uh, tweet about the link to uh, the article. Talk about the article and then hashtag free a demo at the end of it, and that'll help get the word out about a demo and get more attention on what's going on with him. And of course, by proxy, it'll also help uh, Free Talk Live get more exposure as uh, as well, because uh, you know one of our co-hosts is essentially looking at two. Uh, two decades behind bars for talking for, for you know for doing reporter stuff for doing an interview over the phones. So we tried to go and see him today uh, in court, and they screwed us. And I would love to talk more about it, but we've got to take your calls. Mike is on the line, listening in California, and you're back on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, uh, so I was thinking up about the uh, um, the that little uh, cheater or tattler chip that they can put in your car for progressive uh, insurance. Well, you put it in your car. Yeah, yeah, you can you can opt to be uh, you know to be spied on by your insurance company because it's guaranteed to give you lower rates, right? Of course it is. Well, I don't think it's well, guaranteed, it's but it could. It could, I oh, suppose. Yeah. Well, if it does, I, I think I'm I'm sure that it, it potentially could, but I'm I can almost guarantee that anything like that's never going to be used for the you know good of the customer. It's going to be used negatively eventually. But to bring that point home, I saw a commercial for this thing over the weekend. That is, it's like a scene from Blade Runner or Minority Report yeah. or the Island. For it. yeah. It's all the drones, you know, all of us slaves standing in the middle of this courtyard with all these monitors with Flo the Happy Lady on it telling us about great this uh, this device is and how it's going to save us so much money while everybody stares blankly at that screen. And it ends with her going, you know, you're dismissed. And I was just. I'm sure that that's some creepy. ad yeah, thought disturbing. that was really funny, but that's that's just 
it just creeped me out. You know, when I saw the commercial that you're talking about, what I thought to myself was, well, isn't this what every advertiser would want to do is be able to tune in to every sort of get everybody's attention all at once? I see where you're coming from on this. But when I listened to it, what I thought to myself was, yeah, this is just what every advertiser would like to do. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course, they want to figure out a way to pigeonhole you to pay more and, you know, direct market you right to your brain. I mean, that's the plan all along. But Mike, thanks for the I call. Did. Thanks for the thoughts Thank tonight, you. man. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's uh, talk to Pete, listening in North Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Pete. Uh, yes, gentlemen. Uh, I was uh, calling about a, uh advertiser that you used to do live reads on, uh, that Mark used to do uh, live reads on. It was the... Uh, little short economic videos yeah learnliberty.org learnliberty.org thank you and one other thing uh i used to be a big fan of uh citizen x's uh little podcast liberty radio underground yeah good stuff it was uh any explanation on what's going on with that i mean that, that's been down for like Citizen X is a busy guy. Uh, He's got a busy career. We can't tell you uh, what that career is. (laughs) That's why he's Um, Citizen X. Maybe if you Google (laughs) around, you might be able to figure it out. But uh, he's busy. We did see him recently, and I asked him about Really, they were just intended to be uh, introductions. Yeah, like like a primer, right? He likes getting behind the mic. I mean, he does, and he misses that. So I think that... Yeah, they were short little things, and, and basically everything I heard on there, I'd already heard before, but... Just, I, I really enjoyed listening to him. He's not producing anymore. And maybe someday uh, I'll be able to talk him into doing some uh, a new show. Uh, it's definitely something I want to see him do at some point in the future. But he might actually have to retire from his current career before he does that. And uh, at this point, he's on top. very lucrative career. He's right. He's on top <laughs> of his game. So I don't know if that's going to be happening anytime soon. But thanks for the kind words. I'm sure uh, we'll pass it on to him. Mark, will you send uh, him an email? Let him sure. Know? All right. Hey, Pete, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate yeah. hearing from you. Jordan is listening in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Jordan. Hi, I was just calling to ask what your guys' opinion was on the passing of the Fed bill today, uh, Ron Paul's biggest bill that he's ever done, and uh, what you guys think the outcome of this whole deal will be. Um, okay, so I'm excited as I could possibly be that the in the Fed has made it through the House. Um, you know, I think that the audit nine, the Fed, the audit the Fed, excuse me, the audit the Fed bill, and if uh, I think those ninety nine ninety eight people that voted against it, uh, ninety seven Democrats, one Republican, ought to be ashamed of themselves for not wanting the Federal Reserve to be audited. No transparency. I mean, I mean it's just crazy the argument there, but um, I I don't think it's going to make it through the Senate. Yeah. Uh, me neither, but what, what would it even do if it really did get through the Senate? I mean, are they going to go into Fort Knox and say, hey, we have this gold, or what, what do you think would happen then? I don't. I can't even imagine. I don't even know. Who knows what's going on? I just want to see the results of the audit. I think that that's the first step down a long road of uh, accountability, but maybe Bitcoins will put an in run around it. It won't matter at all. <laughs> yeah, that would be the day. <laughs> there you go, Jordan. All right, Any other thank thoughts? you, guys. Thanks for the call, man. Uh, no, sir. Thank All you. Right. Appreciate hearing from you. Yeah, I'm cynical, too, about, like, yeah, it's great, the concept of auditing the Fed, but are they really going to ever let that happen? I mean, you know, what are they going to... If they do audit the Fed, giant, how, what kind of lie do they uh, create? Yeah, it's going to be like a giant stack of paper, and USA Today is going to write a piece that's going to be completely wrong about it, and yep. nobody will know what really happened. 
I wonder, um, but I mean, you know, at, at least it, it keeps bringing it up. It, it keeps, uh, you know, kicking at the base of their power. Their ability to, you know, create money out of thin air is the basis of their power. It's how they fight their wars. It's how they go about uh, financing, uh, you know, their their government on the backs of our great grandchildren. I mean, this debt that they've created can't possibly be repaid. The fact is, the government hasn't had a surplus. Ever, I think that Andrew Jackson's um, administration had the lowest and was like $20,000 or $60,000 or something like that. And, you know, that was the early 1800s. People talk about the Clinton administration having a surplus. No, no, that was a surplus in the budget, not in the, uh, the debt. Go check out PukeInTheGang.com for a whole lot more. A year's worth of uh, Puke in the Gang show. Celebrate a year's worth of silly. Your first anniversary here this weekend. Again, PukeInTheGang.com. We'll see you tomorrow night. Free Talk Live. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.